Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. And I'm joined in the Soad Shack this evening by Bobby Reynolds, Adam Markham, Gentlemen, we've been drafting all day. We've been seeing a little too much of each other. I think we just need to call it a night and just, uh, you know, have a sode that's about 38 seconds long. Yep. You boys are probably the two most important people in my life <laughs> at this point. It is weird. I don't see my parents every week. I don't see mm-hmm. my brother every week, but yeah. I see you degenerates every single week without fail. Some of that by choice. Yeah. For 33 weeks, I've seen you guys every single week. We've committed to another league. We have. Ooh. Yes. That's um, the. Not, not just another league. A monster league. It yeah. is a monster league. It's a yeah. monster league, and it's got, uh, oh, baby, it's got some VIPs. It's got some vips. <laughs> some nips and some vips. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, we're talking some high-level execs. We're talking some high-class sharks, baby. Sharks in the water, baby. Oh, these waters are shark-infested, baby. <laughs> so why don't you give us some deets on the leagues, Addy? This was your um, your brainchild. You're the commish. Not real. I mean, this is a, this is kind of a copycat off You of, copied off of Johnny's league, right? It's it's uh, actually Sean. Sean's league. Okay. Yeah, Sean. Uh, S- set up the one that Johnny invited us to? Right. Okay, correct. gotcha. So, uh, I mean, it's a little different than his, but for the most part, what you need to know, it's super flex, tight end premium, starting 13 IDP. We're starting 11 offense. So we're starting one quarterback, two running back, two receivers, four flex, with which is just wide receiver, running back, tight end, and mm-hmm. then one super flex. There you go. Yee. And it's dynasty. And it's dynasty. Yep. And the, tell them about the, the rookie picks being in the actual yeah, you actually, startup draft. You actually draft your um yeah, your your slot, your rookie slot, uh in the startup. So wow. say if you wanted the one oh one you would need to start thinking about that probably I think one oh one went in the second round, didn't it? I think, I think so. Was, Nico took the 101. I think it was the third. Maybe it was third. I think third it was round third. on the way back. Okay, way, yeah. oh, way back. Okay. But it was like the 305, 306 yeah. probably. Yeah. So and that's probably about right. I mean, I think it's, you know, I think that's you're in range. But 305 to 401. With it being super flex and tight end premium, like there's still some nasty wide receivers and running backs on the board. Yep. Like when the 101 came off. Because tight ends have all been pretty sure. much decimated. Quarterbacks have been decimated. Yeah. So the wide receiver running back talent is still very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a uh, fun group in there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go through some of the guys that are in the league. Okay. So from in, from the uh, IDP guys, we got Sean. We got Johnny. We got Nate. We got Joey. Then we got Kyle B from uh, Fake Pigskin. Mm-hmm. Kyle Bellinelli, as you like to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I don't know why I just defaulted to Bellinelli. Bellinelli that's the NBA it's player, like a, right? It's like yeah, yeah, it's like his 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 name starts off uh, or his last name starts off Bella, and then it's like I just it's I gone. Just, I automatically assume Bellinelli. Bellinelli. <laughs> that's it. That's what and it he, has to he's be. totally cool with that. I know. Yeah, we he never mentioned it. He's yeah. too nice of a dude. To he is. He is. It. That's uh, what it is. But uh, okay. So yeah, we got those guys, and then we got you know us three, and then we have what four four from, guys four from, from the, the XFFL? XFFL. Yeah, Ben, Nico, Lee, and Lauren. I wasn't gonna name them just to 
kind of spied them a little bit. Yeah, nah, that's nah. a good group. They're it's a active. nice mix. A lot of active dudes. A lot of lot of uh, already uh, ungodly amount of gifts and yeah, um, a lot of twerking gifts. Johnny's just been in there just <laughs> with some outrageous twerking gifts. Oh, that one was yeah, pretty crazy. He's, pretty crazy. He's got quite the arsenal. He's, and you know uh, he has those just locked and loaded, oh, ready to go. Oh, it's yeah. like two button pushes on his phone. Probably he's a, he's a total freak. He is, yeah. no doubt. He's a he's a freak with them gifts. But it's fun. It's a fun ass league, man. I'm excited. We're uh, we're what in the fourth round right now. It's also going to be very difficult. I think we're in the fifth. We're yeah, coming through the right. fifth. Yeah, that's right. Some good teams already forming. Yeah. So we'll we'll update throughout the season. You know, especially this draft's probably going to take a while. Probably stretch over at least the next week. Yeah. So we can update you all on where the draft is. Let's let's give our teams real quick. So it's super flex. So I mean, Bobby was picking second. Mm-hmm. So Bobby, what'd you do there? Yeah. So. With the uh, 102, I went Mahomes. The second round, I went Juju Smith-Schuster. Then I came back with Mark Andrews, Cortland Sutton, and Cooper Cup. So five rounds in, and I have zero running backs. I feel pretty confident about that, though. I feel feel quite all right. Pretty pretty uh, pretty decent. I mean, the best quarterback off the board, Mahomes, for sure. Yeah. And uh, what some people here in this room might say is the best tight end in football right now. That's right. I believe... Uh Addy, you would make the case for that. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Mark Andrews boy. And I big Mark him. Andrews boy. I love him. You do love him. I think he's great, man. I mean, yeah, I could, uh, in Dynasty, I think I can I can probably talk myself in him being the number one overall tight end mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. People need to pay attention to Kelsey grabbing a few years. He's 30, man. Yeah. Mark Andrews is what, 23, 24? Yeah. But also, you know, we've there's been all the talk of Hayden Hurst leaving town. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at like his snap percentage last year, he didn't even play hardly like half the you know half the snaps. So, <laughs> yeah, those are going to go up. There may be a chance for more targets if Hayden Hurst leaves town, and mm-hmm. you know Lamar loves him. That's mm-hmm. his that's his favorite target. And uh, Andrews went as the tight end four right now, after uh, Evan Ingram and Kelsey and Kittle. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Love it. I was going to. That's be, nice. I was definitely going to take him if he got around to me. Josh, you. Go ahead and do your squad. Yeah, yeah so uh, I went running back, running back, and then wide receiver, wide receiver. So I went Zeke, Miles Sanders, DJ Moore, and Amari Cooper. So haven't wasn't able to grab a quarterback or tight end where I was. I'm at the 106, so it's kind of an interesting spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the team I have so far. Probably have to look quarterback this round or next because it's getting pretty grody yeah. on the old quarterback side. Uh, but, you know, happy what, with the first four picks so far. What's your thoughts if Jameis is still there four picks from now? Man, that's going to be tough to pass up. It's just the uncertainty right now, though, yeah. because it looked like he was coming back to Tampa Bay. Now the whispers are that he's going to be leaving Tampa Bay, and I don't, I don't like him nearly as much anywhere else except for in Tampa Bay because we've seen him support two top 15 wide receivers and if you notice godwin and evans kind of hung on a little bit longer yeah, than they should have scared a little bit yeah. went to the same guy actually yeah hmm. yeah joey took them both yep it's was, was pretty baller yeah i don't so mind it. i was looking to see uh what mark andrews snap count actually was and he yeah you're right this is uh season long so even if he missed games or was injured this is just a snapshot of the whole season you want to guess how what his snap percentage was on the season? But Mark Andrews, hmm. 41.36. Wow. Played less nasty. than half the snaps on the season. Yeah, he was so good, too. He had, he was a little up and down, but, I mean, he had some monster games, some oh, monster yeah. weeks. Big time. Won it, I mean, won people a lot of championships if you actually happened to start him mm-hmm. uh, week 16, which 
Thank you, homie. <laughs> Praise you. Love you forever for that. <laughs> Somehow, Orlando Brown and Bradley Bozeman played more than 100% of the snaps, so congratulations to them on somehow uh, giving more than 110%. All right, Addy, give us your uh, rundown. Okay, so I was picking from the nine spot. I guess we can go, let's go through the picks up to that point. Yeah, let's do it. McCaffrey was the first pick. Mahomes was second for Bob. Then Saquon went to Johnny. Nico went Lamar. Kyle went Michael Thomas. Josh went Zeke. Joey went Alvin Kamara. Lauren went DeAndre Hopkins. And I go Dalvin Cook. You finally got you a Cook share. Finally. I was thinking yeah. about Cook there uh-huh. where I took Zeke. That's a really nice pick. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there I was I was between Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook and, you know, just the fact that it, he's a Viking. <laughs> yeah, that helps. I have to go Dalvin there. Um, I'll go ahead and finish out the first round, yeah. and then I'll get back to my picks. But So I went Dalvin, then Ben went George Kittle. You want to stop and talk on that one for a minute? That's something. That might have been a bit higher than I would have gone with it, but, you know, this is a this is an insane format. There's no rankings out there for <laughs> a league like this. I think um, the, the question is, is if he hadn't gone Kittle and he had gone Chubb, Mixon, or Jacobs, Kittle's probably still there after those four picks, right? Kittle probably makes it through the turn. You think? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, because Kelsey didn't go till 210. And he was the next tight end off the board. So instead of having Kittle and Deshaun, you could have had Kittle and Chubb, Kittle and Mixon. That was the only pick. And again, we're not saying this was a good or bad pick or whatever. It I'm was the only bad. Pick, it was the only pick that uh, <laughs> made me raise my eyebrows and go, okay, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, George yeah. Kittle's awesome. I can I can understand it, but... Just kind of one of those. What would happen if you had done something different there? Well, Nate made a good point there too. The the worry about Kittle is is um, is his quarterback mm-hmm. Jimmy G. I mean, you just don't yeah. have the confidence as you do in you know some of these other tight ends like you do mm-hmm. in you know Kelsey with Mahomes and even you know Lamar yeah. and and Andrews now. And I think we all agreed that Jimmy G was a big uh, sell in the buy sell hold yep. episode. Yes, we yeah. did at Big Three IDP You can read that. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, so back to my picks. Uh, Dalvin Cook was my 109. Then I went Kyler Murray, 204. Love that Kyler pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he got next. Uh, and then Odell Beckham. Ooh. The Drip King my, himself. My son, yes. <laughs> Lord Drip. Lord Drip. <laughs> 309. And then uh, 404, I took the, I think it's the fourth overall pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Nice. Interesting. Pleased. Pleased. Yeah. We'll uh, We'll see. Yeah. Long way to go, boys. We, we, next time we update you guys, uh, may not be as pleased, some of us. Yeah. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Because you said you're in another one right now. What round are you guys in? We're in like the, in 26, and yeah. it's starting to get like, you know. Grim. There's still plenty of talent, but it's like the defense is really getting stretched. The sniping is like yes. just insane right now. And it's going to be the same in this league. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. We'll give an update next week, and we should mention as well, we teased it on the last episode. Next week, we are very excited to welcome back Mike Wollert from 4 for 4. He is going to be talking with us about the 2020 rookies and also the IDP free agents in the NFL. So, should be a lot of fun. Big tings. Big tings. So, let's hit some news here, boys. Uh, the Jags have been busy this week. Of course, we talked about in the episode with Connie that they were in salary cap hell. And so, what they have been doing thus far, it seems like, is an effort to 
get their cap to a more manageable position. We'll come back to the biggest piece of news and touch on the two smaller pieces that hit on this theme of let's dump cap because we're, I believe, over the cap right now. So they traded A.J. Bouye to the Broncos for a fourth-round pick. Wow. And they are also looking to move on from Nick Foles one year after signing him to an $88 million deal. Yeah, well, good luck. I don't know why anyone would want Nick Foles, especially when we have all these... You know, the quarterback class coming out is right now is pretty decent, and also all these free agents yeah. that are about to hit the market. I'll yeah. tell you what the Jags should do right now. They should pick up the phone. They should call Howie Roseman. We will give you a second-round pick if you will take Nick Foles off our books. Hmm. If you're the Eagles, you can't say no to that. You have no backup quarterback they, right now. But they have the room to do that, though. Can you afford Wentz? They gave him a large deal. And Foles. And Foles. But you do have injury concerns with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Nick Foles is beloved there. Be a good. I, I know feel good stories aren't the reason you make moves in the NFL, but. And you yeah. would technically only be tied to him for one year, right? Didn't he sign a two year deal? Oh, I thought it was a four-year. Four year. Oh, is it really? Yeah. $8 million, I think. We'll, we'll look up his dead cap, and I'm scrolling down right wow. now. Surely see. there's an out. Surely, surely they have an The out. Eagles have $40 million in cap space. Well, so they could do it. They could do it. Now, whether you want to spend that money, yeah, they, maybe you say, give us a second and a third, and we do it, or two seconds, or whatever the case might be. They just have so many other needs there now. Mm-hmm. That team's aging. We've seen that before with the Brock Osweiler to the Browns. Yeah. The Browns bought a second-round pick. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it is possible to yeah, do that. They're going to definitely you're, give up a You're going to have to pay. You're going to kind of like in the XFFL, where we, yep. where we sometimes, if we want to dump these bad salaries that we have, we have to send along a pick with it. Foles is dead cap this year is actually $34 million. Good Lord. His dead cap in 2021 is twelve five. His dead cap 2022 is about 6.2. So you could you could cut him after next season. Yeah. And it wouldn't be awful. Ugh. I mean, 12 compared to 34. That's very true. It's so, a lot better. But do you want to pay him 34 to back up Carson Wentz? Well, that's the dead cap. What is his actual salary well, cor- cap? Hit? Correct. Yeah, 22. Yes, I would pay Still. 22 to have a service to have what the the number one backup in the league behind that, an injury prone Carson Wentz. That's one of the worst NFL contracts in history, right? Oh yeah. Especially since the Ballers pointed this out today, they weren't bidding against anyone. Yeah. They just said we wanted to give him this deal so yeah. he felt like a franchise yeah. quarterback coming yeah. in. Bro, now you're trying to trade him because you realize how bad that was. <laughs> It's just laughable. Oh, uh, we were debating, and I said, let's save it for the pod. I think the Jags will be the worst team in the NFL this year. Mom. I think they will be in contention for the number one they overall should, pick. Man, they need a tank. I mean, they need to just reset. Really, if you're going to tank, this is the year to do it. Yeah. Think about the back half of the season. The other pod I listened to talked about they were the worst team over the back half of the season. That team, when they put Foles back in, he couldn't do anything because they were just so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they really do. They need to just... Reboot the whole machine. Sell the assets that you have right now. Roll with Minshew next year. Roll with yeah. Minshew for sure. It'll be fun. I mean, at yeah. least it'll be entertaining. He's capable. Yeah. It's he similar was, to like Miami with, uh, you know, Fitz, Fitz Magic. Mm-hmm. He was probably the second best rookie quarterback behind yeah. Kyler last year. Yeah, he was fun. You're probably happy if you're the Chark owner. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Minshew and Chark. He's, was he's all a right. long-term piece you can build around down there. He could be your a wide receiver one, yeah. Chark. Uh, but you got to reboot. You need to get Marone out of there. Uh, we've joked that Jay Gruden will be the coach down there by Halloween. Um, it's going to happen. Because especially because they're getting ready. They've placed. Uh, they're going to place the franchise tag on Yannick Ngakwe, but. And Gakwe does not want to stay. He literally put this out, I believe, on Instagram yeah. or Twitter saying, I had a great time in Duval, but I am looking forward to continuing my career somewhere else. Yes. So the tag and trade is now in place or in play for the Jags. But you do have to wonder, that's just going to be really ugly, right? Jags got to get, you know, I mean, they've kind of lost their leverage mm-hmm. with him doing this. Mm-hmm. Because teams know he wants out, you know, and he's, they're not—he's not going to be there long term. Um, but man, you got to at least try and get a second. I think out of him. You don't think anybody's given a first for him? I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty. Uh, you get him, if you can get him to commit to a deal, if you can commit him, you know, get him to commit long term to you, mm-hmm. maybe. But if you can just wait him out. I think teams are going to be interested. I think the uh, the draft is going to be lacking a little bit outside of the um, you know top tier edge rushers. That's kind of a small, um, I don't know. There's not a lot of you know upper end Ngakwe talent coming out of the draft. Yeah, and then true. you've got Ngakwe, you've got Clowney, you have um, who else have we talked about? Eric Armstead. I think because of the lack of you know other free agents that are on Ngakwe's level, I think somebody's going to love to have him. Keep in mind, Frank Clark got traded for a first-round pick last offseason. Now, Ngakwe, in my mind, way better than Frank Clark. Oh, definitely. If if I was Ngakwe, too, I'd want to be tagged and traded. That's fine. Tag me, and then wherever I go, somebody extend me. You know? Pay me. I don't want to play for the Jags anymore. I was also going to (laughs) say... You're right, Bobby. You're, you're looking like your brain just literally. No, I was looking at Adam, thinking, "Here he comes." No, wait, he's not coming. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was also going to say, like, you know, we've really seen the free agency market kind of dry uh, up a little yeah. bit, man. We've Chris Jones mm-hmm. off. You know, he seems like he's going to be retained by Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Matt Judon sounds like he's going to be tagged. Mm-hmm. Um, Bud Dupree sounds like he's yep. going to be tagged somehow. I don't know where they're going to find that money. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes you wonder if somebody's getting cut or they're doing some wacky. Wacky financing with the old salary cap mm-hmm. to move money around. Yeah, might want to do some digging in. They that. need to be audited. Yes, sir. They're just playing with funny money now. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Steelers, huh? They stealing something. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, the uh, the cyborg man that Jameis Winston is slowly becoming here with the uh, the LASIK. He's had the he had a mm. meniscus tear that he had cleaned up now. Mm. I know, and, man. Let's uh, uh, why why are the Bucks getting rid of him? Like it seemed like he's got everything. and he had a shoulder issue that he got cleaned up yeah. too. And a week after you traded for him, I so know. he can <laughs> see now, he can run now, and he can throw now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, the whispers from the bushes. It seems like Jameis is going to be playing elsewhere. <laughs> Jason on the uh, baller said, "All he needs now is a brain transplant. Yeah, <laughs> we could hook him into the Matrix. <laughs> maybe get some Peyton Manning. That was a good. Yeah, that was good. But um, the the thing is, do you think that this is actually true that they don't want Jameis, or is this a leverage play to get Jameis to take less money?" I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know, you know, if they already have someone like kind of lined up mm-hmm. or or what's going on. I mean, I I don't think it makes sense to let him go. 
But here's the question, too. Why aren't you bringing back Jameis on a franchise tag? That's what I'm wondering. Isn't that the smart move? If you yeah. don't feel confident in him, yeah. just give him the franchise tag and yeah, we'll do a one-year contract. Yeah, that makes the most sense. I don't understand why they wouldn't just do that. Yeah, you're right. Completely. And with Arians, you know, you never really know what that dude's doing. I don't think he likes Jameis, but he has to know that <laughs> Jameis gives him the best chance to succeed in 2020. Unless... Unless he really has his heart set on getting Phillip Rivers. I think it's also similar to O.J. Howard, too, to where he's like, yeah, we're excited for O.J. to be in the offense year two. Come on, bro. No, you're not. You yeah. still got Cameron Bray. That could be you know, him trying to drive up, though, his trademark. Exactly. Because I've heard that he could be on the block. Yeah. And there, he could fetch as much as a second. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of posturing and just talking right now. Yes. People, it's what we do. It's you exactly. know, the same stuff. People Amazing. trying to drive up values, leaking Slack stuff to channels. insiders. I mean, if you're going to have to talk to the media, you yeah. might as well get something out of them. Let them run with some story, you know, yeah. whatever. So, yeah, because yeah, everyone's reading the same stuff. Olsen to the Seahawks. I heard he's going there to uh, help Disley in his uh, development. It's supposed to be all arrows up for Disley. I hope so. Hope so for Disley's sake. Anyone in particular you want to call out with that, Bobby? <laughs> They know who they is. Let's just say they're real sneaky. <laughs> so the Rams have asked Brandon Cooks to restructure his deal. And I can't say I blame him. Brandon Cooks needs to uh he doesn't he himself does not need to. The Rams gave him this deal, but I don't blame the Rams brass for being like, look, Brandon, like you're, you're one concussion away yeah. from like uh, you know, being in a wheelchair the rest of your life. So if we're going to keep you around, we want to significantly lessen our investment in you. Might need yeah. his helmet restructured. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a bad situation there. I think he stays probably, honestly. I think he will probably restructure this. And, you know, the Rams are a perfect example of a team with no leverage, no money, no picks, no anything. You know, they're reeling. If I was Brandon Cooks, I'd probably just say, no, I'm good, you know. But then you you run the risk of okay, well then we'll cut you. Somebody will pick you up, and you got that. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst situation to you know if you're cooks. The Rams say, all right, if you're not going to play ball, we'll cut you. Mm-hmm. Pick up the dead money that they're going to owe you anyways, and then go make money from somebody else. You know, I had seen, and I don't know if this is news or not, where they're asking Gurley already to consider this this offseason. They met as with well. him. They, they met really? with him to discuss his future with the team, whatever that means. Hmm. Interesting. Taking less money? Probably. I guess. Similar yeah. type of thing. Yeah. They realized that they got a little... It was like when we first got contract extensions in the XFFL. Mm. RSO rolled that feature out. At least I know I got really like happy. extension happy and was like locking all these dudes up that I yeah. shouldn't have been. I feel like the Rams were kind of like that with the long-term contracts they handed out. Yeah, well, sorry about it, Rams. You yeah. did it. I mean, yeah. you can't dug, ring that bell. Sorry. Dug the grave. But anyway, you know, those those contracts aren't aren't near what we're giving our guys. Mm-mm. You know, I'm giving my boys 30-plus million per year. Total. Pay T. Yes, He's eating well. Julio, Odell. Hell, they're making, they're, they're making good money. <laughs> some good scratch if you can get it. Yes, sir. So, speaking of some good scratch, AJ Green sounds like is going to be tagged by the Bungles. And he has come out already previously this offseason and said that he wouldn't mind being franchise tagged by Cincinnati. It is funny 
God love AJ Green. The man has never complained about playing for an organization as dysfunctional and as small market minded as the Cincinnati Bengals. It's incredible. Yeah, if you're a Cincinnati fan, how can you not love that guy? Seriously. He deserves the Walter Payton Man of the Year just for <laughs> never talking trash about yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, he's hashtag loyal. Yeah. He is. He I think he has to see though that there's some nice potential for this Cincinnati team. Absolutely. I'm uh, pretty excited about it. I did see an interesting thing, though. I think it was Cousin Sal, uh, a video that he put out there with uh, FS1, talking about the Bengals' win total of, I think, five and a half games. And you think, oh, that's easy. Just bang the over. This is going to be a much improved team. They said, no, no. His argument was, we've seen this before. This is the Baker-Mayfield model. The Bengals' offensive line was one of the worst in the NFL last year. It's mm. true. So unless they address that, you've got you know this shiny sports car with no wheels on it. Yeah, but you're they not will. going anywhere. And you got to also remember they lost that rookie last year at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Jonah they Williams, did. I believe. Mm-hmm. So he'll be back. He was a baller. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should get better there. They'll probably also add a few more pieces in the draft. I'd imagine they're going to want to protect Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, they gotta be some. They gotta be a spender in free agency. I would think so. Go get Whitworth back. He's yeah, a free agent. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yep. And look at uh, look at what Mixon did last year with that offensive line. He yes. was great. He was a top five running back the back half of the season. You give him some dudes to actually run around, and yep. uh, that could be dangerous. Man, that's a fun. Uh, that's a fun wide receiver room too, though. You have AJ Green. You have Tyler Boyd. John Ross. John Auden Ross. Tate. Auden Tate. Mm-hmm. It's nice. That's very nice. I, I mean, it was smart to keep AJ Green in the mix. I think so too. Yeah, keep him in the mix. Give Burrow a nice target. Who knows if he stays healthy, but. You franchise tag him, yeah. and if it doesn't work out, then he's gone next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's for real. One through four, that's that's about as solid as a group as you can get. Yeah, for sure. Very good. So, Tommy Brady, is he coming back to the Pats or not? We had the video from the Syracuse basketball game. Him, Julian Edelman, and Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I didn't know this, but the video surfaced um, afterwards of Tom Brady FaceTiming yep. with Mike Vrabel at the game. Yep. Which sparked a really fun discussion on the Around the NFL pod of like, do grown men just FaceTime other grown men? Is this a thing? Hmm. Some so, people do it. Some people are into it. I've it's it's alarming to me too. It's not it's not really my speed. If someone like were to FaceTime, if you were to FaceTime me, I think I'd be like something's wrong. A little weird, a little <laughs> yeah. weirded out. Who's taking Josh's phone? Yeah. But I but I've noticed some <laughs> people hostage. I've noticed some people interact a lot with it. So it's weird. As long as they don't do it in public with no headphones on, which yeah. is the absolute scourge of society right now, huh. are idiots out in. Have you noticed this? Mm. Like at restaurants, especially. Oh I've been, boy, here he goes, Grandpa Josh. Here's oh, your sorry, soapbox, you Josh. Be eating dinner with someone, yeah, FaceTime. Gotta get with the times. I'm into it. <laughs> I love the SoundCloud culture, Josh. <laughs> Is this part of the SoundCloud culture? Absolutely. FaceTiming with no headphones? Sure. Is <laughs> the absolute worst. If you do this, you are a horrible person and you need professional psychiatric help. How often do you see this? I don't know that I've ever seen I, someone do this. I literally saw this twice in the same week. I saw two people sitting at a table together <laughs> FaceTiming different people on their phones. Huh. That's the world we live in now. How old are these people, though? They were like mid, early to mid twenties. Hmm. So, anyways, I saw someone in traffic. Like I was stopped at a uh, at a red light, 
And uh, so the person by it was a girl behind me, but I was just watching her through my rear view. Dude, she was taking like at least 50 selfies. She looked insane. She looked insane. But it's like, what's wrong with us? Why are we, why are we, what's what's going on? Why do we got to take 50 shots? Because you're just trying to get the one for Instagram. Yeah. Commute time, you know, like yeah. commute time. I don't know. A break. Right we're in now. trouble, folks. Yeah, it's bad. Hey, like, but follow us on Instagram. Sure. But we're out there. We look to connect i don't want to facetime with our <laughs> listeners though i don't even want to facetime with my own yeah. wife just oh, hit the follow man. maybe like Mo- keep it moving, <laughs> <It's> moving. <laughs> so anyways tommy is facetiming with vrabel at this game but the the saucy video that emerged was julian edelman saying he's coming back he's coming back tommy gives him the death stare yeah you know, like what are you doing right now shut yeah. up and then, of course, the Zapruder film, you know, lip readers out there, people were trying to dissect what Brady's response was. They initially thought he said he's not. I'm not. Yeah. Yes. Mm. As in, like, Tommy's actually not coming back to the Pats, as Julian is saying. But an enhanced audio came out. Some random guy asked, what did you say to Jim Beheim?" And he said, he's got it. You can actually hear Tommy say this. So oh. all the back and forth. There's some weird energy going on. Like Jimmy Fallon is totally silent throughout this whole thing, you know, like, uh-huh. and the, know something. the looks that Tom is giving Julian Edelman is very weird. And Julian Edelman looks very sheepish after he yeah. says all this. Right. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. Some weird uh, body language going on in that clip for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it seems like Tennessee's the the destination boys. I agree. I don't know. I mean, it's it seems all, like the perfect fit. Yeah. It's all there for him. There makes no, I mean, New England just doesn't have the talent for where he's at in his career. He's, you know, he's only thinking about rings. They don't have it. There's no way they can do it. It's going to be a rough year for him, too. Uh, Yeah, it's not going to be good. It's not, I don't think it's going to be better than last year. Yeah. Oh, no. Edelman's a year older. Gosh, Tennessee has Taylor Lewan to protect him. If they're bringing back Derrick Henry, though, right? You have to assume if they're bringing in Brady, they're bringing Henry back, whatever it takes. They're just going to run at it for a year or two. Yeah. They would be the AFC South favorite if they went and did that. I think so. What I would love, though, I think we talked about this in Slack, was if they end up moving on from Tannehill, come on over to Indy. Yeah. Like, I'd love to have Tannehill in there to compete with Brissett. What if uh, What if they re-sign Henry? What if they get Brady somehow? And then what if they draft a running back in the draft? They could. Like, what if they take a Swift or what if they take a... Dobbins or a Cam Akers. I mean, they'll be in that the, mode where they just want to add a you know a, a piece that can help right now. I think Deion Lewis is this was his last year. I think he's an unrestricted free agent right now. Or I think he's likely a cut candidate, even yeah, if he is, just because he didn't do anything last year. And he has a pretty big contract, if I remember right. But now you've got Jonu. You've probably got a healthy Delaney again too, just in case you want to keep him. I don't know. He could be a cut candidate, right? Yeah, Delaney. Yeah, I think so. I don't know who would be on the depth chart behind Johnu if they I didn't think keep they, Delaney. If they, they self scout as well as I think they do, they probably saw that Delaney was a progress stopper and that Johnu's the future there. But gosh, man, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, uh, I mean, even Adam Humphreys had the career week. Yeah, that's the big one. They need there to you add Adam Humphreys. They need White, to add a wide receiver. Five eleven. Watch, watch <laughs> out, man. In PBR, like that, that's going to be a late target. He'll for be me. a top five oh, receiver. My God, he will be. He will. Yeah. He'll definitely. He's be the new receiver. Edelman. He'll be yeah. a wide receiver three. Yeah, if uh, Brady goes there. Ooh. So, boys, uh, the combine was this past week from like Thursday to Sunday, I believe. So. 
Did you all have any takeaways from watching the combine? Did you all watch it? It would move to prime time this I know, year. I know Bobby definitely did. I watched a, I watched a decent amount of it. Um, What'd you watch? Wide receivers, running backs. Yeah, pretty much the skill guys. I got gotcha. you. And then I tuned into you know the the big linebackers and stuff I gotcha. like that. Yeah. Um. Uh. I mean, yeah, kind of the people we expected to to show out mm-hmm. did great, and uh, I, um. It was disappointing not to have, you know, DeAndre Swift and mm-hmm. uh, Dobbins and some of the bigger names. But, you know, I thought that uh, CeeDee Lamb, I thought he, you know, he helped his stock. I thought, obviously, Taylor was huge. Mm-hmm. He seems to have made himself a lock for the 101. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some other guys had nice combines, but I don't know. I don't feel like, I don't know that you can come out of the combine feeling like your picks gained Mm-hmm. a lot of value you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it's just i think anytime the reality begins to set in about these players mm-hmm. more and more what they're mm-hmm. going to look like in a in a pro team in the nfl mm-hmm. it that balloon of excitement and possibility shrinks a little bit yeah because our imagination what we think these guys can be very rarely lives up to the reality of the situation yeah most of these rookies are going to disappoint yeah in their not only in their careers but in mm-hmm. fantasy yeah and we th- you know we think 15 of them are going to run four threes and yeah, yeah. It, just, it just doesn't end up being like that you mm-hmm. know um i mean it's still going to be an awesome class mm-hmm. but i just don't know that it's going to be as absurd as maybe we've all thought it's gonna, i think the top picks are still going to be nice mm-hmm. very nice first round should be solid I think uh, the combine showed us a lot that the second and thirds are going to be pretty sweet this year. Yeah. Where you get your IDPs, where you get your late wide receiver, running back. Dog. I, mean, I don't even know if the running backs will be around that late. Did Isaiah Simmons make himself a first-round pick in rookie drafts? Dude, dude, I've seen Simmons up to like the third overall pick right now. Okay, that's a little crazy. No, not not in IDP. I'm saying like in the actual NFL Oh, in the actual draft. NFL. To right, Detroit, so where would possibly. you boys feel comfortable taking him at this point? Say you have... So if you only have one first round pick, right, you're probably not going to use it on a linebacker. So there's got to be a little bit of context to it. I think like the scenario is you have two first round picks, right? You have one early and you have one late. Okay. Uh, in that situation, I think I would probably use one of those second first round picks, mm-hmm. you know, as high or as early as like 107, 108. Wow, that's uh, high. I think if he's a if he's a you know if he gets the dual designation. Yeah. What about in RSO? If what designation you want in safety designation? There? I want safety. I feel like he's going to still be a linebacker, but I don't know. I'm very concerned about the team that he goes to. I'm very concerned that he's going to go to a team that. Let's say he goes to an Adam Gase team, which I don't believe he can or even will. Um, but a coach that doesn't know how to use him, he's so like he's such a Swiss Army knife and can do so many different things that a coach never tells him that you're going to play safety or you're going to play linebacker from day one. That's what we want you to be. We're going to go in there, and this is what we want. Instead of doing that, I'm afraid that you're going to give him to a coach that just wants him to run around and do everything. I I want him to have a specific, you're a linebacker. This is what your job is. This is what your role is. You know, we're going to make you a stud. I don't know. I'm just a little bit concerned that he's too versatile. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it needs, he needs the right coach to be able to unleash his potential. I think that's, I think that's a very real possibility. Now, you know, to answer your question, I don't know, man. 
Kenneth Murray and freaking Patrick Queen looked unbelievable as well. Sure, Simmons ran a one three nine or a, a four three nine. One three nine. He hit one three nine. Sorry, Kenneth Murray and uh, Patrick Queen both ran like a four five, which people don't realize. Like is stupid fast. Um, they're both super lanky. I think Murray will be an awesome like. Um, freaking run blocker. I where think. was uh, where was Murray from? Was he Oklahoma? Oklahoma, and then Queen was LSU. And Queen actually got his shot after. There's another linebacker. I'm not a big college dude, but there's another linebacker that dropped this year, and, and Queen kind of got a shot. And uh, you know, now you look and see, and he looks like he's going to be a you know freaking stud in the first round pick. But Adam, I don't know, man. To answer your question, if you've got two, I guess you probably have to think about him late. You know, I think you're going to have a Chase Young and a Simmons probably go in the first round. Yeah. And I had that question this week, you know, because I have six firsts and they're all within the top 10 picks. I'd be happy to get either of those IDPs. I would also be completely fine for somebody else to take them and let a Jerry Judy drop or let a J.K. Dobbins drop or let a Cam Akers get a little bit farther back. You know, let a Justin Jefferson get later on because then you're getting six out of the top eight offensive pieces. And I agree. There's going to be some people that don't pan out. I didn't think Rager looked great. I don't think his time was as fast as people were really anticipating it to be. His hands didn't look awesome. Um, but, man. Tape don't lie. Yeah. Some people really love him. I've seen a lot of people really tooting his horn. A lot of people were on the big uh, Chase Claypool uh, bandwagon. Yeah. But a lot of people also have kind of knocked him since then, saying, you need to watch his tape. He's not as good as that combine result kind of kind of made you he earned himself a lot of money with this combine performance. For sure. But what you actually do on the field, a little bit different. You know, insert uh, John Ross. Did you see what Steve Smith Sr. said about that? taking his job. Who was he he was talking about? I think Ruggs. Yeah, John Ross's job. Oh, yeah. Ruggs was a star of the, Mm -hmm. you know. The speed star of the combine. Yep. I think the D-line um, tier one break is going to be pretty quick. I, I think that it's a pretty, what did I say on the XFL pod a long while back? The froth rises to the top. The froth does rise. It's a it's a bit thin bit of froth, yeah, for, the, uh, bit of froth. for the edge rushers. Sure. Linebackers are pretty sweet. There's a dude out of uh, Wisconsin, Zach Baum, I think his name, or Bond. I think he's going to be pretty sweet as well. And then uh, the cornerback, for Akuda, Akuda looked awesome. He did. His feet looked really good. His answer to um, somebody said he was overrated or mm-hmm. was a liability, and he's like something like zero. I have zero uh, uh, pass penalties. Yeah, yeah. It was like okay, cut the tape back on again, yeah. brother. Yeah, that was nice. But I do agree with what Nico was talking about a little bit this week, in that it would be cool if in the IDP community we could make cornerbacks more valuable because cornerbacks are fun. But you really just want... You'd have to amp up their tackles and probably boost their interceptions, maybe? Uh, their uh, pass deflections. Pass which, deflections, Which we yeah. did. We did in this league we're doing. We've, we've allowed... Uh, we've made interceptions worth six points and sure. uh, pass deflections are three points. Nice. I guess I just wish there was some type of like... Wow. We're not throwing it, Stefan... Gilmore's way. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wish there was like a stat like how many, you know, yards allowed by quarterbacks sure. yeah. or something. You That'd know? be pretty awesome. So you would be kind of like a an a full team defense. Like yeah. the more 
Maybe you start with a certain amount and you get decreased as you allow yardage to the yeah. point where you could actually be scoring negative points in that category. That's doable. Yeah, it would be. I mean, ideally, the best would be like if you, we could actually say like tell from individual matchups, like how much, you know, mm-hmm. your matchup on a guy, like how, how many yards you giving up. Yeah. You know, a couple combine Everyone questions knows. before we move on. Um, so surely LSU quarterback. Joe Burrow is sitting out because he already knows he's going yeah. to Bengals. Yes. You only can hurt Does, your stock if you're the number one overall pick. Is Chase Young sitting out because he knows he's going to Washington? I think he knows he's going top three. Here's my thing. Tua looks fine, I guess, in tape. I think he'll be all right. Why would you not consider Justin Herbert? He looked awesome. Uh, people probably will. I'm sure he'll, he'll be a top 10 pick, maybe a top five pick. Dude, if I'm Washington, I would really be considering him i think tua is interesting he's also left-handed you know which it makes it a little bit more bizarre you know now you need a really good you right know tackle. right tackle steve young yeah Vick. yeah one of those two matt Lauder. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe not but dude herbert looked awesome he looked yeah. fluid looked like he had a good arm jared the chargers Lindsen. the chargers are taking so him. that's your call jared lindson who r.i.p yeah r.i.p river monsters <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's my call. The Chargers, if he is still there, and they may even trade up to like three. You know, they may trade into that Lions spot. Where, where are the Chargers at now? Six, I believe. Okay. So, what if Jameis goes there? Jameis goes to the Chargers. Yeah. What if he does become a free agent? I mean, they, they always have a need. Why can't, I've, I've said all along, I'd love to see Jameis on the Raiders. But well, the Chargers would also be, be fun, fun too. I'd love to Chargers. see him as a Bronco. That'd be fun. Yeah. Be fun. Like throw to that. Cortland. Yeah, you'd like that for you're just doing that because you just picked Cortland Sutton in that draft. Woo-hoo. He's gonna try to get Jameis on the way back through. I see uh, what you're doing. Uh, uh, so only looking out for yourself, Bobby. <laughs> so Adam, to answer your question, I don't think I would take Simmons in the first round. Uh maybe if he landed in the perfect situation. I'm definitely taking Chase Young in the first round if I have two picks. What's the perfect situation for you? What team in the top ten is your perfect team for Isaiah Simmons? I don't know. I'd have to go back. So you've got some teams that aren't. So right now the Panthers um, at like six, Detroit at three, the Jaguars at like nine. Detroit's pretty sick. Aren't the Cardinals pretty high up there? Eight maybe. That'd be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Isaiah Simmons – Buddha. Jordan Hicks, Buddha, Chandler Jones for Woo. a few more years. I may be switching teams in the NFC West. Yeah, you got uh, Bengals, Redskins, Lions, Giants, Dolphins, Chargers, Panthers, Cardinals, Jags, Browns. Shit, maybe the Redskins should just go Simmons. Just get it over with. Yeah, the Jags would be fun. Cardinals would be fun. Yeah, if he landed in with the Jags, the Cardinals, um, oh, what if they paired him up with uh, Derwin? In LA. Probably be pretty sweet. I have heard that. The Jags don't need to go defense. I mean, you know, why? You're right. I get that's your identity, or right, I, I guess, but yeah. it's not working. Yeah. It hadn't worked. Yeah. You've got to do something else. Do something different, Jags. Let's stop with the, you know, the high picks. The Jaguars AFC championship game defense included Jalen Ramsey, AJ Bouye, uh, Dante Fowler, Marcel Darius, Malik Jackson, uh, Tayshawn Gibson, Barry Church. Uh, all those guys are gone. Yeah. Plus all of them are Yannick, Telvin Smith. And that's how it goes when yeah. you build your team around defense. Those guys, you know. Defense does not. Up and down years. Yeah. And, defense does not hold like offense does year to year. Yeah. So you're playing with fire in that regard. 
And uh, yeah, man, when you have successful seasons, guys just tend to leave. You're yeah. right. That's a good thought. They don't need defense. It doesn't work for them. Nope. Yep. So what do you do? Get the damn offense figured out. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. So who do you, you take? Do. Yeah. Take, if you want to try, if you want to try take, the Minshew mania take experience, CD? I, I mean, they're uh, honestly, if they, if they have a shot, at, like, what if Tua or Herbert falls to them? Take them. Mm-hmm. Take them. Just take see em. what you got. Like I said, keep drafting QBs until you find one. It would be nice to get the full situation figured out before the draft. They got to get that off the books, man. Yeah, that is not happening. Whatever they got to do, <laughs> whatever pick you have to send, send it yeah. and get them off the books. Got to find a really the worst GM out there. Yeah, give him a call. Send him to Houston. Hey, man. Yeah, send him to old butt chin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a quick bit here to wrap up the news segment. And I should mention, we are going to be doing the last installment of the Reality Check series on tonight's episode, looking at the cornerbacks and safeties. And then we are also going to be, after the news, doing a rookie review of the 2019 rookies. This is actually a section that was supposed to be on the Connie episode that went about like four and a half hours. So we had to end up cutting yeah. uh, the rookie review. So we've got that lined up for you all after this. So we're looking at about I'm a little know, worried. three hour <laughs> yeah, show three hour tonight. Show tonight. Um, <laughs> so that's great. But uh, a quick bit here to wrap up the news section with Tony Romo staying put with CBS on about a $17 million per year contract, which I'm very happy about. I'm glad he's staying with CBS, staying with Jim Nance. Who does ESPN go get for Monday Night Football now? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. <laughs> Bobby? Oh, that was one of my favorite things drinking. on Twitter this week is that Romo got the extension before Dak <laughs> did. That is, that, is, that is true. That's funny. Um, we we want to... Go ahead. Say who Connie said? Yeah, let's give Connie's prediction. He I put mean, it out on Twitter. That's who, honestly, I would love to see. I love the name, just all together. Yeah. Um, uh, Peyton Manning, Pat McAfee. Let's fly. I don't know who does play-by-play and who does color. <laughs> Do you just roll out an all-color booth and just let it fly? <laughs> yeah. There's not cares? a play-by-play who guy cares? in there. Who Booger cares? would be or a great play-by-play. partner them with somebody who's a good play-by-play guy. Yeah. Get Gus Johnson away from the Big Ten Network and get him on Monday Night Football. Yeah, he needs to be involved somehow. You know, pay Gus, you know, whatever, $8 million a year. Pay, you know, Manning and McAfee $10 million, whatever it takes. Like, get these guys in there. So have you been watching uh, the XFL? Oh, yeah. So has McAfee been doing the interviews down there on the sideline? He did. Stuff? I did see one game where he was doing the interviews, and he was, like, totally off the wall, like what you see, would expect. So, I mean, that would be a good role for him to do. I, yeah. ESPN and, and NFL, they got to adapt some of this stuff. It's time for a generational yeah. switch there, yeah. ESPN. Go offer Peyton like $20 million a year mm-hmm. and get him in the booth. Like, let's yeah. do this. I like, he's doing it. he's doing detail right now on ESPN+. Plus. Yep. So, like, he's doing commercials. He's still making the rounds, man. He's not, like, just at home, out on the lake, like, spending time with the family. Yep. I'd like to say, I'd like to see Manning and Booger, too, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> they need to ship Booger off to Siberia. Booger, you, uh... You had a chance and you blew it, bud. Peyton or Booger might be that good, uh, just play by play. He's just black yeah. and white. You get what you I get. I didn't mind Booger as the guy was... who was just like provide. Remember, remember Saragusa, Saragusa providing like a little bit. Oh, I was talking to one of the fans and they were throwing right. beer at me and I was drinking, so I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't you want to see Booger in that role? Just kind of like kind of wacky, like sideline yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna miss like he's fun to make fun of. Yeah, people are gonna miss that. I will enjoy watching ESPN games again for the first time. Did not watch a single one last year. That's sad, wow. Josh. Not one. 
There was a lot of bad Monday the, night the games the last year. Matchups for the most part are trash. They were but bad. But Josh, you got I it. also did not have access to ESPN. I should throw that out you there as well. You don't need to be admitting this stuff to the listeners, Josh. <laughs> I watched the highlights, you know, but that's, you know, with okay. the sound well, off. Listen, guys, I promise you, I watch every <laughs> single bit of the action. I'm I can sorry. promise you that. I'm sorry you had to endure that, Addy. And <laughs> slept in three years. That's right. All right, we'll be back with Rookie Review right after this. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> That was good, Addy. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're back. And uh, our boy Addy has been putting in the work on the Instagram. Addy, hit us with the updated deets on the old Graham game right now. Absolutely, Josh. <laughs> back to you, Josh. Yeah, so our uh, our digital footprint is large now, guys. But what about our carbon footprint, Adam? How's that looking? Also low. We are very <laughs> conscious of the environment. We are very conscious of our feet prints. <laughs> so we are at 11.15 on the gram, boys. Nice. You yes, sure? And the Twitter. We passed a uh, Twitter, Twitter milestone we're, as well. Uh, we're close. Oh, we're at 500 exactly, boys. Oh, really? Congratulations. Well done. Well done. I thought we were a little short, but we are at five Hunsky. So y'all ready to hit big. be done? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Uh, let's, let's pack it up. All right, guys. It's goal. great. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Sold y'all down the river. Following account. That's it. We're going to shut it down. So yeah, 500 on uh, on the Twitter. And that's that's uh, that's doing something. That's, we got a nice looking ratio on Twitter. Ooh, ratio, wee. boy. I tell you what, that ratio might be the most important thing in life. <laughs> Matthew, McC- have you done your Matthew McConaughey deep dive yet to update your material? We call Matthew University not, of Texas. I haven't had the. I, I am gonna dig into. That's that's what I want to get to. I want to get into these rookies. I want to get into this McConaughey. <laughs> that's the two priorities. Yeah, and so yeah, we're gonna be firing on all cylinders come April March. Are you Ooh. tired? You were up super late last night doing the. Uh, pretty tired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was pretty tired today. I, I had a looking- big headache about like three p.m. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What do you think that was from? Just the fatigue? I was just up. I don't know. We had this new league going. We were all excited. We were all like a bunch of little schoolgirls. You know? I woke up this morning and looked back at like, I don't know, 300 what, messages. Whatever <laughs> messages were on there. And I saw Adam commented and it was like three hours ago. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's six o'clock right now. Yeah. Oh, Eddie, you were up that late? Well, I, that was, uh, you know, I banked some hours for the night before I was able to get some sleep. Banking. You know, and you figure, you know, yeah. you start doing the math. You start doing the sleep yeah. math. Yeah, I got 12. Like, yeah. So I can get. I can get two tonight. I'll be fine. <laughs> it works like that. Absolutely. Yep. Good old sleep doctor. It's Adam. Sleep math. Sleep math. That is something that I feel like new parents especially have to be like yeah, very much. You're keeping track of it. Oh, 100%. Sure. Keeping track of yours and the babies, no doubt. Something else we want to mention as well, in addition to the social medias, be sure to check out the website, big3idp.com, as well as our Twitter. 
I believe that uh, we have a tweet up there with a link to the Funko Pop giveaway. Yep. We also have it linked on our website right there at the top. Big blue, like, call out so you can't miss it. Be sure to get in there. There are multiple ways to be entered to win. So check that out. We will be running this contest all through March. You've got time. Uh, but you can leave us a five-star rating. You can leave us a review. You can share our most recent episode on social media, and you can fill out the form there on the landing page as well to get multiple entries. So check that out. We want to give away a Funko yeah, Pop to somebody. do that. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dope. Yeah. <laughs> do that. We're not dope, so you shouldn't you know, be a dope either. You simply got to just retweet our episode. Right? That's it. That's There's, all we're asking. It's easy peasy, BB. Easy peasy, BB. That works very well. Very hmm. seamless. All right, gentlemen, let's jump into this rookie review here. These are obviously some guys that we have talked about uh, a lot as we've kind of recapped the 2019 season, but we're going to hone in specifically on the rookies here in this section, and we're going to break it down, D-line, linebacker, and DB. So let's start at the top with uh, probably the most notable rookie on defense. He did win the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Nick Bosa, all of the scoring that you are, are the positional rankings you're going to hear are from our RSO league. Um, and then we also will share the, uh, the uh, stats and the snap percentage as well. So Nick Bosa was DN7 in our league, nine sacks, 16 tackles for loss, 47 tackles, and played 76% of snaps. So, guys, the question in my mind is, did Bosa live up to the hype in his rookie season for you all? Yeah, I think so. Did he even possibly exceed the hype? Or do you think he was about like right where you expected him to be? I mean, yeah, pretty much exceeded it. I mean, the fact that he was DE7 and he missed, what, two or three games? Two or three games at the beginning of the season. You know? So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty impressive to immediately come in and be a, a number, one line, uh, number one defensive end. That's mm-hmm. huge. Given the lightest PFF grade for Chase Young, that means he's got a lot to uh, to live up to this year. Ooh, do share. What was the PFF grade? Oh, gosh. 97, maybe. I think Bosa's was like a 94. Oh, wow. my gosh. Yeah, yeah right. Chase Young's same deal. So, Chase Young, do we expect him to just come right in and be top 10 next year? Yep. DN. Yeah. And I know we had that that little question about, you know, mm-hmm. draft Isaiah Simmons first round. Yeah. I'm still drafting Chase Young first. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They uh, asked him at the combine about um, the possibility of him working with Montez Sweat there in uh, Washington. That'd be huge. That'd be insane, y'all. That'd be crazy. That's be a very nice nuts D line. And then yeah. remember, you've got Ron Rivera there now, a proven defensive coach. Mm-hmm. So, Is that the best defensive line in the league if that happens? Uh, yeah, I think so. Matt Ioannidis, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, yeah, um, Sweat, Sweat, Chase Young, and then you got Kerrigan that's off the edge as well. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Where do you think Bosa ends up being drafted? Let's just keep it among all defensive linemen. So D tackle and DN. Do you think he's top five in drafts next year? Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. All right. Well, there you go. So take uh, take Nick Bosa. It's arrow up for Bosa. You want Nick over Joey? Ooh, that is a good question. Because that was a hard thing I had in my ranks. I think I took Nick over Joey. Joey was Joey was better last year. Wasn't he? He had the bigger games, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but also, he maybe it was just because Nick missed those games. Mm-hmm. I, I want know, Nick. That's tough. They're, I want Nick. They're probably yeah. I mean, they're similar. Uh, but Nick pr- Nick probably. I think with. Armstead likely moving on. You could see, you know, 
even bigger numbers for mm-hmm. for Bosa. All right, Bobby, why don't you hit us with this next one here? Josh Allen, the DN12. So he actually snuck into that DN1 category. Uh, 10 sacks, 11 tackles for loss, 44 tackles, and played 60% of the snaps. Crazy he was, DN12 on 60% of snaps. That just shows you how talented this guy is. I don't know, and you can attest to this a little bit, Josh, but um, as far as like consistency ranks, he didn't have any Calais Campbell-like three and four sack games. He just had a lot of one and two sack games. Um, Great tackles for loss there. I love seeing that as a rookie. 11 tackles for loss is a healthy percentage. And then obviously if Ngakwe takes off, I think obviously the 60% of snaps is going to increase for Allen. Oh yeah. Um, Man, I'm so glad I bought him when I did. So he had two boom games, five D-line one games, three D-line two games, and six bust games. So he's got to clean up the bust end uh, as far as uh, you know IDP performance goes. I gotcha. But um, let me ask you this. I think I know the answer, but if we redrafted the rookies today, you taking Bosa or Josh Allen first? Bobby's probably taking Josh Allen. I'm a little... Uh, That's Kentucky Bowl. It's a little bias. Yeah. I like Allen a lot. Well, I, think I mean... He's talented. So, so you're saying like if you're if you're in a startup today? Mm-hmm. Yep, startup. You've got very Dynasty. similar Dynasty scenarios. Startup. Still too. probably taking Bosa because Bosa's possibly to have Armstead leave. Allen's possible to have Ngakwe leave. Yeah. So their snap percentages is going to be more. They had very similar seasons, but yet Bosa played 16 percent more snaps than Allen did. Um, and but Allen actually had one more sack than he did. I don't know. I'm probably still going Allen. I'm probably a little bit. I honestly, I think you flip a coin. I think yeah. it is that close. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be compared their entire you know careers. Let's go ahead and uh, see in this next guy. That's right, Max Crosby, DN five with nine sacks, sixteen tackles for loss, forty seven tackles, same number as Bosa, playing seventy two percent of snaps. So the question you have to ask when a guy pops like this, seemingly out of nowhere, is: Did we see the absolute ceiling for Crosby this year? I don't think so. Do you think he can finish higher than DN5 in his career? Um, Yeah. I mean, the tackle for loss numbers are pretty insane. Mm-hmm. 16. That's a that's a that's very nice. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, 72% of snaps, that's nice. Um, But he didn't really, he didn't come on until, you know, second half of the season, right? So he got all those, he got all those snaps down the stretch. So, I mean, he, there's still potential for even more snaps, I think. Um. So I, I, he's probably not going to be much better, but I don't think this is. I don't think this is the best year we've seen from him. I think he can go up a few more notches. I'm just thinking this may be a nice sell high moment right now. Yeah. Well, it's uh, interesting you say that because I did come knocking and you turned me away. I believe we discussed this. I'm holding out. Uh huh. Oh yeah, you are trying to sell high. Foolishly for a running back. (laughs) We'll see if that happens. Yes, sir. Said a mouthful there, you piece of trash. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> yeah, you should be. That was very mean. Uh, Bobby, what do you think right now? Do you think does the Cleland Farrell potential breakout, um, and we'll talk about him in just a second here, does that worry you at all impacting Crosby's finish, or do you see that as a benefit if Farrell were to take that next step forward? I think it's helpful. 
you know, obviously I try to relate everything to the Rams. Aaron Donald had a great year, but so did Dante Fowler. You know, two years ago, Aaron Donald had one of the best years for a freaking D tackle in history with like 20 and a half sacks. But, and Dominican Sue had a really good year as well. I think as Farrell gets better, I think it's just going to help Crosby out. You know, they're going to get in, you know, each other's way from time to time, but I'm not quite selling on Farrell just yet. I've tried to buy Farrell, but the owner in, uh, in RSO is still holding on to him, which understandably so. It's too, it's too soon to sell off on Farrell, but if somebody's selling him, I'd go try to buy him. I think he yeah. could turn that around this year. I'm with you, man. I, I like Farrell, and everything I've been seeing is like that he's you know high-motor guy, perfectionist. Mm-hmm. He's going to keep working. That's what that's what you want. He's got the physique. Yeah. I mean, if he can just keep getting better. And he did have flashes. He had big games, you An- know. Another low-key thing is um, him and Jonathan Abram are both going to be on the field together this year. And they're like big dudes, supposedly. And, you know, that kind of stuff plays off, Yeah, you know, on they each other a little horseback bit. Horseback riding together. Yeah. And Max Crosby, he's getting a lot of attention now, so he's going to draw – Mm-hmm. You know, he might be the the focal point, you mm-hmm. know, of the offensive line. They might want to try and stop him first. That's going to free up, you know, Farrell. Um, Corey Littleton will go to the Raiders. Ooh. That would be awesome. I'm calling that. That would be, nice. be a very nice landing spot. Uh, let's go ahead and hit Claylon Farrell since we've talked a little bit about him. DN31, he had four sacks, eight tackles for loss, 38 tackles on 62% of snaps. So if you all had to bet $1,000 right now, does Claylon Farrell – or Max Crosby finish higher in 2020? Still probably going Max. For sure. Max. Yeah. But I think Farrell has a, a much better year. Farrell only had sacks in three games last year. Um, the game against the Chargers, he actually had a pretty nasty game. Um, eight combined tackles, two and a half sacks, and for some reason I can't see how many tackles for loss he had but um, yeah I remember that game him and Crosby both uh, performed really well I think it was a Thursday night game Um, but yeah go buy Farrell if you can if somebody's willing to sell him I'd scoop up all the shares that I can get while I can. I think you see the potential from for Farrell to go from 31 to, say, 15. Okay. 12. So he is the yeah. buy-low opportunity up, right now. Upside DN2. Yes. Okay. So that's what I'm saying right now is Crosby, you're probably paying top dollar for him right now. Yeah. Farrell, I think you could potentially get a lot cheaper, and he could potentially go – take a much bigger step forward than Crosby is for you next year, just because at DN5, there's not much more room for Crosby to go up. That's a great point, Josh. In fact, in this startup, I actually took Farrell 19.7. So 19th round. Uh, Looks like Max Crosby. Yeah, we got a little ADP data here. This is nice. Max Crosby went 8.5. Oh, my gosh. So 11 rounds earlier than Farrell. And see, I don't see those guys as 11 rounds apart. I like that discount. Because I honestly probably see Max Crosby as more a DN10 this year. Yeah. And then I can see Farrell as a DN15 to 20 range. Yep. But it's not worth paying an extra 10 rounds. So, so in that's advance. the target. That's the target on, you know, if, if you're going to choose between the two, just because the price, the price is going to be way less on Farrell. For sure. I want to jump into this next guy because I, I'm really excited to see what his 2020 looks like. Ed Oliver, who uh, Mr. Joshy Boy over here owns and has put on the trade block. Uh, defensive tackle 20. He had five sacks, five tackles for loss, 43 total 
total tackles and 54% of the snaps, which is a number that I really like to see. Um, Joshy here so lovingly has put in in our notes that he was top five. Uh, here was the top five form from our RSO platform. Cameron Hayward, Aaron Donald, Grady Jarrett, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead. And do we see... At Oliver cracking the top five in 2020. So he was D tackle 20. I think he makes it into the top 10, but top five. I mean, that would be awesome if he did, but mm-hmm. um, that's a big leap. So I'm going to say no to the top five, but definitely yes on the top 10. We could, we could also see three of those, three or four of those guys in the top five fall out of the top five for sure. So um, I think Aaron Donald is a lock to stay up there if he's mm-hmm. healthy. Armstead, if he lands in a nice spot, maybe. Eh. But even so, I wonder. I mean, I like him. I just don't. He had a great year. Yeah. You think DeForest Buckner falls out? He could. He could stay. I would. I would keep Buckner, Buckner and, Donald. and Donald the two. Okay. Repeating. Hayward's out. Jarrett's out. I'd, I'm probably putting Armstead out. Either way. Yeah. But I love. I love Oliver. I think Oliver. He's coming. I mean, yeah. You, this is a time to buy him because he's his stock is just going to you know mm-hmm. continue going up. So now's the time to get him. Um, most people that own him are, are mm-hmm. fans, mm-hmm. obviously, so it's going to be hard to get him. But yeah, low low sack numbers, low tackle for loss numbers. Jordan Phillips is testing free agency. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that fifty four percent is going to go up. Percent is going to go up. Defensive linemen don't play as much mm-hmm. on the snaps. We'll see this tonight with the DB review. How much more? As a group, defensive backs play. Defensive linemen, probably like 60 to 70% would be about average for them. So we're not going to see Ed Oliver jump to like 80% of snaps. Yeah. Oliver had a monster uh, Mm -hmm. game in the playoffs, too. So always pay attention to that stuff, how guys kind of finish the year and stuff. And he was was an impact. So, yeah, I think Will's up for him. So the next guy here is another highly touted defensive tackle that was a little bit of a disappointment more so than Ed Oliver Quinnen Williams selected by the Jets finished as defensive tackle 50 with two sacks four tackles for loss 28 tackles playing 46 percent of snaps so to put this in context if you were in a league some weird defensive tackle obsessed league that started four defensive tackles Quinnen Williams wouldn't even crack a lineup Mm. that is rough it's bad do you still have hope for Quinnen Williams? I mean, slight hope, I guess. Are you, you know? rostering Quinnen Williams in a deep, deep league? No, I'm going elsewhere. Yeah, I'm as well. I'm not. I mean, because I don't think the upside is that great. What's what is his upside? He's not going to be a sack artist. I don't think at any point he's going to be like a run stuffer. You know, at best, could be a great NFL player. Yeah, not a great IDP option. Yeah. So yeah, he's someone I'm I'm avoiding. You might still be able to sell him right now if people are still optimistic about him. But I don't know. I think you, you know, if you can, I don't even know what you could get for him. Though, I don't honestly. think you get anything. Yeah. I think if you have him, maybe you hold him and just hope for the best. But I think he's um, a cut candidate. I mean, we, you know, we're, uh, we also got to keep in mind there are, you know, some idiots in, in some of these leagues out there, you know. So there are some, some dopes. Mm-hmm. So find that dope. Maybe Sell to the dope. Sell to the dope. Cut the rope. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, I'm maybe like you know the deepest kind of league. I'm keeping Quentin Williams if I have him. If I got him in the rookie draft, and I've got that endowment bias of 
I see him as more valuable because he's on my team. But like Adam likes to talk about a lot, you know, those roster spots are valuable. Yeah. You know, who are you keeping him around for that you could drop him and, and be able to pick up? That is the question that you have to answer. Like this next guy. And plus, you know, if you can get a fourth round pick for him, you, oh, could, God, yes. you could probably get, I like, you know, one of these interior linemen in this draft. Exactly. I'd probably rather have one of those guys. Why yep. not take a chance on one of those guys yep. and see what you got? Press the reset. Yep. yep. So uh, who is the next guy, Bobby? Hit us with him. Jeffrey Simmons. He was the 12th pick in the XFFL rookie draft. In the fifth round. I was going to say he was the final pick of the rookie draft. <laughs> the D-tackle, 51. Uh, he had two sacks, four tackles for loss, 32 tackles, and only played 28% of the snaps. So, giving us a 16-game season with Simmons, does he finish as a defensive tackle 20 or better? Addy? I, I say think yes, so. yeah. You know, we got uh, Jarrell Casey getting a year older there. Mm -hmm. Some of these older guys are moving on. Woodyard, I doubt that he probably has much of a role. So that's going to open up some opportunities for more sacks and, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I like Simmons. I think he's, uh, yeah, he's probably, uh, I'd say I I, I like Ed Oliver, obviously the best out of last year, but Simmons is – is pretty close behind. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wonder if Jarrell Casey is going to have his contract coming up anytime soon. No, he's not a UFA until 2023. Yeah. Wow. Um, Coming out of, ooh, A&M. Simmons? Th- yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Right. yeah. He was a really high prospect until the whole situation oh, yeah. he got himself into. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he was a top five pick, possibly. Yeah. So. So we laid hands on that big girl. Was that in Burger King? Was that the one in Burger King? Or am I thinking of a different one? I don't think it was Burger King. That was Mixon, wasn't it? I think it was just in Mixon. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, look, I'm I'm punching people too. Simmons was out in the parking lot. Okay. (laughs) So you think he would have been top five if he hadn't gotten in that kind of trouble? Dude, I'm pretty sure he was like a really high draft prospect. I mean, yeah, he was wailing on a a girl. Yeah. It's going to hurt the the stock a little bit. Kind of surprised. He got drafted, though, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Still a first round pick. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot he was a first round pick. Those are tight ones, you know? Yeah. uh, God. They don't really care there. No, they really don't. That's a fun defense, too, though. Oh, yeah. I love that defense. Your boy. Jayon, my baby. Jayon, Rashawn. Your boy, Rashawn. Uh, and then we got Logan Ryan, DB1. Harold uh, Landry. Logan will be gone, right? Isn't he a UFA? Uh, yes, he's a UFA, yep. Oh, speaking of Burger King, do we all hate Burger King? Yes, it's Oh, trash, it's awful. Obviously. Have y'all had the whatever burger? Hell, Lord, no. <laughs> what Hell, it? Lord, Is no. that what it's called? <laughs> the Impossible Whopper. Yeah. Hello, Lord. <laughs> I think Charlie tried that in our league. He's like, this tastes like plants. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the breakfast is... Dece. Well, speaking of breakfast, have you uh, hashtag Wendy's breakfast yet? No. What's no. all the rave about? I don't know. I, 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 they're they're trying to relaunch the breakfast, right? They're uh, trying to trying. It looks know. okay. Yeah. Eh. I live right in Rich Pond. Get you the little tenderloin biscuit. Yes, sir. Mm. Rich Pond Market. Thank you. Yes, sir. I wish that Bojangles would quit playing with our hearts and just make that uh, that pork tenderloin biscuit they have just a permanent staple. They keep bringing it. It's a pork chop biscuit. They bring it back, and it's amazing, and then it's gone. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good there. Speaking of pork chops, let's talk about this LB1. Wow. Sir. That was a beautiful transition, Bobby. I don't understand it at all, but uh, sure. Oh, so, uh, yeah. 
The first linebacker we're going to talk about here, Devin White, finished his LB22, 91 tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, playing 73% of the snaps. So the question, gentlemen, does Devin White overtake Levante David next year? Yes. How about you tell us? You just bought him. Well, I hope so. For the price I paid, I hope he overtakes <laughs> Levante. Uh, but Levante did finish higher. He's he's no scrub. Like, you know, we, uh, I think, don't give Levante enough credit. But, um, yeah, I think Devin White is going to move up higher in the IDP ranks. Because those two sacks, three tackles for loss, I mean, you don't really expect your linebackers to be huge like sack artists, but... I could see that going up. You yeah, know? it's true. I mean, Levante David, that's probably going to be one of your better values in redraft next year. And even Dynasty still, he's still going to be solid for another three, four years. Yeah, probably. if he's healthy, he's probably still yeah. top 24. But, mm-hmm. man, I mean, you're going to be able to get that guy probably as like linebacker 30 next year. For real. Nobody wants him because they want the Devin White yep. hotness. So buy the dip on the yep. Levante David kind of shade. And um, Devin White was my first IDP. In that startup. Yeah, when did you take him? You said you waited on defense a Nine, little bit. 9 7. Wow. Yeah, waited probably a little too long. All those sharks, <laughs> those infested waters. Infested. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, do you all. We'll, we'll talk about Devin Bush in just a second. Which of the Devons are you all taking first in a dynasty startup? That's tough. I mean, personally, Devin White. Uh, but you know, we were. The, we, I remember we were. It flip flopped like <laughs> last know. year. Like Devin Bush was the hotness, and it could easily flip flop again as soon as the year started. Like six weeks in, we could be like, "Oh, Devin Bush again, linebacker I th- one." I think they were just chilling on him. I think they wanted him to learn. I think it was yeah. just late in the year. Big Ben still hurt. Mason Crosby's got a freaking concussion from a helmet. I think they knew, like, we're not going anywhere in the playoffs. Let's roll it back a little bit That's on here. That's true. Let's not mess up. Let's not let's you know have someone tear an ACL or something late and mm-hmm. screw it up for next year. Because the Steelers could be really good this year. Yes, they absolutely could. Good defense. You know, they traded or uh, traded pretty high for Minka. Yeah. Um, they traded it first. And they've also got um, the other safety there. Edmonds. There you go. Um, Bush, you got Dupree, Deontay Johnson, Watt. James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Smith Schuster. Who's their tight end now? Still McDonald. They're probably going to get rid of McDonald. I heard is I gotcha. potentially they're going to be moving on from him and looking at one of these other tight ends. Mm-hmm. So that would be fine if they go get a Austin Hooper or a Hunter Henry yeah. if the Chargers don't end up tagging him. So we've talked about McDonald's and Burger King <laughs> last five minutes. <laughs> And so just saying that does sound good. I'm kind of hungry. Let's talk about Devin Bush LB 17. So he did actually finish the season higher than Devin white, at least in our league, uh, 109 tackles, one sack, nine tackles for loss. That's where you see the difference. 109 versus 91. And then nine tackles for loss versus three playing 82% of snaps. But we just talked about it. The question here is, do we feel like the hype has cooled around Devin Bush? Yeah, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, Devin Bush probably is going to be the guy you want. I just feel like he's probably got the more opportunities for tackles. And also, if he does struggle in coverage, uh, he might be targeted more. Whereas Devin White is probably so good in coverage mm-hmm. 
like they're gonna ask for him, you know, like guard the tight ends, yeah, you know, play deep a little, a little bit more. Whereas mm-hmm. I think Bush is probably gonna be closer to the line of scrimmage and stuff. Mm-hmm. As you see, the tackle for loss numbers were pretty big. That's nice. I mean, they're gonna probably use him blitzing maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Bush might be the more consistent and valuable uh, week to week. Devin White will have those big splash games, like mm-hmm. a Deion Jones type. But mm-hmm. also have the weeks where he kind of, you know, struggles. Mm-hmm. Why do we think, why has the IDP community cooled on Devin Bush then? Was it just the way he finished the season? Yeah. It seemed like the, the Steelers kind of cooled on him a little bit. Yeah. I think kind of put the stink on him. Everyone just thought he was just like bulletproof, I think, almost. Mm-hmm. You just, he was immediately awesome, mm-hmm. you know, for IDP purposes. Uh, but then when the snaps start going down, it just scares people. Mm-hmm. You know? Was Devin Bush wearing the green dot at some point for them? Maybe uh, early on. Yeah. But I think, uh, who was the old linebacker they had there? Take Mark Barron. Barron was wearing it. God, yeah. that's crazy. The Ram. <laughs> we'll be speaking to Mr. Green Dot next week. Look forward to that. That's right. Can't, so. wait, to, can't wait to talk to you, Mike. Got a lot to say. <laughs> You sound very angry about it. Oh, uh, he knows. <laughs> so Jermaine Pratt is the next linebacker we're going to talk about here. Uh, finished as the LB 75 and had 76 tackles, zero sacks, four tackles for loss, only playing 41% of the snaps. So Nick Vigil and Jermaine Pratt, those are the two dudes at linebacker in Cincinnati, but both finished outside the top 36 so the question is, can Jermaine Pratt break into the top 25 with more snaps? Obviously playing uh, not even 50% of snaps. So do you think that his ceiling, can he get into that top 24? Oh, yeah. Daddy loves Jermaine Pratt. I would definitely be you know, seeking this guy out as a potential buy low because, I mean, um, he came on down the stretch when he finally got some playing time. You look at his last... Let's look at his last four games. Uh, so 40 snaps, week 14, eight tackles. Uh, 49 snaps, week 15, 10 tackles. 63 snaps, week 16, 12 tackles. Mm. Um, and then he only had 36 snaps, week 17. So they probably, you know, something happened there. They were they benched him. <laughs> no. They knew. They are like, nope, this guy's a bust. Get him out. I've seen enough. <laughs> seen enough. Throw in the towel. Yep. Deontay Wilder. That's right. good ref, Addy. <laughs> good pull you. right there. Thank <laughs> you. Trying to build the uh, the audience. Maybe some boxing fans out there. <laughs> I watched. <laughs> I was asleep, but I saw the uh, pictures and the uh, the memes the next day on Twitter. Yeah, oh, he got effed up. He, yeah, did. he did. He very much did. That was a. By the way, that was an event. I don't know if you boys did. You watch Bob? I I did catch a little bit of it. They had crazy costumes coming out. It right? was a scene, man. Yeah. Like professional Just, wrestling yeah. status. Yeah, it was wild. They have to. So let's move to the next guy here, gentlemen, and talk about Montez Sweat. Finished as LB67, uh, 50 tackles, six sacks, eight tackles for loss, playing 64% of snaps. So let's talk about a theme that we've mentioned here a couple times. If Sweat moves to edge rusher, gets that DN designation, uh, with those sack numbers, again, six sacks, eight tackles for loss, we like Montez Sweat a lot better. Love Montez Sweat. Absolutely. Looking at this list, these linebackers, man, and these Dirty. rookies. 
There's a lot of guys I like on here for next year. Sweat had seven tackle or uh, seven sacks last year. Yeah, that's awesome. And if you look at the PFF grades for Sweat, they're not going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's because they weren't really using him properly. The he was f- playing coverage a lot, which is what he's not good at. The Redskins were three and whatever. Yeah, thirteen last year. Yeah, Jay Gruden was fired. What week? Yeah, they were trying to figure out a lot of different stuff. They exactly. were. Uh, yeah, they're going to be a different team this year. Yeah. Yeah, especially with... um, Can you even buy Montez Sweat? Yeah, I think you absolutely can. I think people are still... People will still be asleep on him. I mean, I got him pretty late, and that's another guy that I got in that startup. I got a lot of these guys. Mm -hmm. I got actually the next next one, too. Um, But yeah, he he was still like, I think, round 20. Wow. Yeah, I think... And it depends on what kind of league you're in. I don't think we can go buy... Montez Sweat for cheap in this uh, right league that you just started, Addy. But there may be a league that you're in right now. If the Montez Sweat owner isn't really plugged in on what's happening right now, yeah, go try to scoop him up. What would what would a fair price, or what would you think you could get him for if the Montez Sweat owner is not paying attention? So if you have multiple thirds, mm-hmm. I'd offer up a third that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, right before the draft, maybe mm-hmm. that would be a nice because the. Uh, the ends, I don't think, are that great in this draft. It's going to be pretty shallow. Um, and Montez Sweat has has a chance to really gain some value mm-hmm. th- these next, you know, once the season starts and once they start playing, if he starts mm-hmm. off hot, oh boy. Especially if Young comes. I think that helps Sweat. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, they're going to be hard to deal with. Absolutely. And maybe the way that Washington builds up its team is just yeah. stack that defensive line and just get yeah. after people. That Jacksonville blueprint. The biggest question in Wa- we just ripping on that a second ago though. That's right. Still. The biggest question in Washington is just linebacker. Is it gonna be Cole Holcomb? Sean Dion. Stay away from the linebackers. Ruben Foster. Ru- there you go. Buy the defensive line and Landon Collins. And Landon Collins. That's Landon right. Collins. You got Landon. You're fine. Yep. So next guy up here um is Mac Wilson. Cleveland Browns finished as LB 57. 72 tackles, one sack, four tackles for loss on 89% of snaps. So the question, gentlemen. Is Mac Wilson the third best linebacker of this rookie class behind the Devons? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think he is. I think so. You saw yeah. him get the most opportunity. Yeah, and I don't know that it's really close as, you know, who the fourth one is. I think it's clearly those three. Absolutely. Bobby, do you agree? I know you're a fan well, of this next guy that we'll I talk like about. I like Pratt. We'll see what happens with Pratt. I think, uh, I think I may like the next guy a little bit better. You know, you look at the 89% of snaps and where he finished as the LB57. He had a pretty big opportunity last year with Kirksey out. Now, obviously, Schobert was there as well, and Schobert's going to be gone. So now this year is going to look different as well. Um, I think I think Mac Wilson's fine. He's a great buy right now. If you can go get him, I think that's obviously a, a pretty smart move. But I think I'm a little bit higher on this next guy. Just All as. Right. I just I don't well, know. let's talk about him since we're yeah. uh, bringing it up here. Jelani Tavai finished as LB 79, 58 tackles, two sacks, five tackles for loss, playing only 52% of snaps. Bobby, I know we like this guy, but what do you see as his ceiling for 2020? Um, Probably 
LB 20 to 24 range? Do you see him getting into that higher end LB two range? If he gets into the higher LB two or the, uh, I guess it'd be the lower LB two range. Consider yourself lucky. He's probably an LB three this year. Um, but I believe he's going to have more opportunity. I think Gerard Davis hopefully is going to be gone. Um, I could maybe see Detroit taking another linebacker. Um, but I think Tavai is going to get a lot more snaps this year. I think he's going to get a lot more opportunity. I really think that Patricia likes him. Um, I think he's going to be a solid, probably a Mike there for Detroit um, year two. So I don't know. We'll see. But I I like him. I think he's got a cool name. You, you, you've got him in uh, XFFL, don't you? I do. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. I think I gave a... I don't know what I gave for him. I can't quite remember now. But what's a fair price for Tavai right now? Mm. Are you moving a pick for Tavai right now? Maybe a fourth. maybe a fourth. Yeah, I think I'd give a fourth for Tavai. Fourth, yeah, yeah. Wow, it really hurts my heart, guys. <laughs> well, you want you want to give a first? Four I was wanting like the one hundred and two yeah, or I'll something. Give, yeah. We can't give you a first. You have all the firsts. Oh, yeah, it's true. Man. So uh, it's just it's a. It's a tough time to sell guys like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For sure. Just tough. Great time to go buy these dudes. Why it's is a- it tough to sell them right now? Well, I mean, you just got you just got done watching Isaiah Simmons run a four three nine. Yes. And so also- you're selling low right now is what you're saying. If yeah. you're selling. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's just, you know, they're too optimistic with the draft picks. And also you could got if, if you if you really sit and think about it, you could have gotten Devi with probably a fifth round pick last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like woulda shoulda coulda game. <laughs> yeah. So just chill out. You can probably get someone just as good as Devi in this draft. Just uh, chill out, guys. This is really hurting my heart, John. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on before Bobby starts crying here. It's just the truth. The last linebacker again, these are RSO designations. Brian Burns finished as LB ninety with 25 tackles, seven sacks, five tackles for loss, only playing 43% of snaps. So similar to Montez Sweat, do you want Burns if he's a linebacker again in 2020? I would love him so much more as that DN designation. Yeah, I mean, I'll take him if he's my yeah. fifth one or something. But yeah, it's not. Uh, we definitely want him as a defensive end. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Burns is going to take a huge leap this next year. And this is, oh, wow. I didn't get that one out, did I? Not at all. <laughs> the two S words, the sacks and the snaps. You know, he plays a little bit more <laughs> snaps this year. Them sacks going to go up. Well, you look at two. <laughs> It's funny, these two guys should really be switched. I mean, Montez Sweat has 14 combined sacks and tackles for loss. Brian Burns has 12, and they are the the furthest. You know, Devin Bush had 10, so that was the next closest guy on this list. Hmm. So if they ever made that switch to defensive end... And them snaps go up, and them yeah, similar them to sweat with up. the uh, sacks and snaps. Yeah. Snacks. <laughs> if the snacks go up, <laughs> the blood sugar goes up. Everyone's happy. Good. Yeah, I'm. I'm not super interested in Brian Burns if he's still got that linebacker designation. If he gets switched to the end, maybe I grab him just in the hopes that he gets switched. Do you think uh, this is something that RSO needs to pay more attention to about this like mm-hmm. increase in these edge rushers? Well, you're damn right, they need to pay attention. <laughs> ben actually talked to them on Twitter about this. Of course he did. Uh, you know, Isaiah uh-huh. Simmons having a dual designation, and they said basically they from where they pull the designations, it's only one position. So ben, they kind of get shoehorned in. Isaiah's not going to be there at 111, Ben. 
So, so you guys big buying buns, believe us. <laughs> I'm <laughs> this, gonna move us on here. This was going off the whales. Off the rails here, yeah. Thank How you, about Bobby. you pass over that code red there, Josh? So a little bit of DB talk before we get into the DB review. Uh Jonathan Abram, you mentioned him earlier, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Spent all of 2019 IR pretty much, except for like a little bit of the first game. Uh, so the notes here originally when this was in the dock, uh, we were going back and forth on a John Johnson uh, for Jonathan Abram trade. We did actually make that trade, baby. So you have John Johnson now. And you have all my picks. I, yeah, I have Jonathan Abram. That is not true. I don't have all your picks. You have a third and a fourth now. Hey, you still have 13 picks in the rookie draft. That's true. So, do you was it a Rams thing where you just liked John Johnson better? Yes. Or do you really like his outlook better for 2020? And yes. I think John Johnson's talented. I'm a little bit concerned about his contract. I think he is going to be expiring maybe next year. I'm not sure. But um, you know, we talked about it a little bit when we talked about my trade and what happened. But I think that Corey Littleton will be employed elsewhere next year. I don't believe in Troy Reader or in Micah Kaiser. Um, I do think if you can buy John Johnson or freaking Taylor Rapp, um, go well, sorry, I went ahead and spilled the beans on number five here. That's but all right. Go grab Spoiler either alert. Go grab either of these dudes. I think Abram will be awesome, especially if if the Raiders don't really if the Raiders don't go reach and get a linebacker, then Abram's going to have to He's jump gonna, up there and get some tackles. Yep. So they're going to be very similar players, I think, in 2020. And and you have a third and a fourth. So I think you should compensate me back somehow. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? You want more picks back now? <laughs> Let me get these feet out. I can rub on them for about 30 minutes. <laughs> Wash my feet. All right, next guy here. Not as sexy of a name, but still want to bring him up. Darnell Savage. Oh, that's safety. the sexiest name in the draft. Mm-hmm. Savage? <laughs> Woo! I love that. Okay, so the name itself is sexy. Sure. The player, we'll see. Safety 48, 55 tackles, two INTs, five passes defense, playing 83% of snaps. So with that percentage of snaps, is it fair to be a little bit disappointed in Savage given his opportunity? Yes. Finishing a safety 48? Yes. Just, hey, he didn't live up to his name. (laughs) Thank you, Addy. That is gripping insight there. You are correct. Um, are you? Are what? What are you doing with Savage right now? If you got him, are you just holding him and hoping for improvement? Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk off on that one, baby. Adam's just done for the rest of the sode. We'll see him next week. Bobby, what are you doing with Darnell Savage right now? I think you probably have to hold him. You know, you think about the Green Bay, you know, secondary. You've got Amos. You've also got Jair Alexander, who's one of my, you know, favorite corners to watch. You have Blake Martinez, Martinez, who gets gets picked on a lot, you know, and makes a ton of tackles. Um, So... Wanting ten million annually, I think I saw. Yeah, so he'll probably get it. A lot of teams with a lot of money. I don't know. I don't mind Savage. I think I think he's okay. I don't think he's worth dropping, but he's just he's kind of mad right now. So uh, let's move on here. Uh, a player that we all love, Juan Thornhill, was safety forty four with fifty eight tackles, three picks, five passes defensed, and playing eighty nine percent of snaps. Do you all see anyone from this group who will rise more in the 2020 ranks than Thornhill? Yes. Hey, this uh, this may be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you need to get your shit together right now. Um, so, Bobby, I think you retweeted something. Juan Thornhill's supposed to be ready for the start of the 2020 season. And you know how 
you know, February Twitter yeah. goes. Because <laughs> they said his ACL tear was not as bad as they thought. And I thought, is is Juan in Seattle? Was this yeah, Pete Carroll say, talking? Is Pete Carroll his doctor? But, uh, I mean, it'd be awesome if he can, you know, get it together and start the season. I know we've seen some pretty crazy Cooper Cup ACL and uh, Emmanuel Sanders Achilles. Uh, probably a little bit of human go- growth hormones being used there. Seems like the... You know, the growth rate seems pretty fast. Bobby over here breaking the, news. The, the, <laughs> it's also out. why TG had a pretty healthy 2019 as well. Mm-hmm. He spent a little time in Europe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like Juan a lot. I think he's going to be a little big play dependent. Um, you're also with Honey Badger there, so that doesn't help anything. But yeah, as Adam said, he he DeWan. He DeWan. Any other? Hit DeWan. hey. hey. He's going to be a thornhill in a lot of people's side. <laughs> All right, Addy, why don't you introduce us to this next player here? I'm going to make you do some actual analysis. Marquise Blair. Trying to think what I could do with that. <laughs> the Blair Witch Project? That's where I was going. Yeah. But uh, anyway, safety 89, 32 tackles, zero INTs, one pass defense, 22% of the snaps. Yeah, he actually got a little stretch where he was getting some playing time. Um, but then they brought in Diggs. Um, I think the reason why he was playing is because they kind of got hammered by injuries, mm-hmm. uh, whatnot. So that's when they brought in Diggs. But yeah, there was like a two, three week stretch there where he was, you know, getting some PT and he looked great. Um, but, you know, he's young. I think this is a long term play. This is someone that you can get in the deep rounds of your dynasty drafts. Mm-hmm. Still a hold. Mm-hmm. I'm not going out of my way to acquire this guy because safety's plenty of them out there. Mm-hmm. You know, he would be great if they hadn't traded for Diggs. Yes, right. That but, would have been a, that would, he would have been definitely somebody that. Do we you all have. see mm-hmm. Diggs and McDougal being the two starters at safety for them? Um, probably. probably. I think so. McDougal mm-hmm. is a, this is his last year of his contract, so so that's nice. Worth noting. Yeah, maybe they can cut him. I mean, yeah, I maybe. Think th- I think they probably signed him to a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as McDougal, yeah, no, I think he's still actually on his rookie deal. Oh, I'm looking at it now, so they could cut him. Um, he counts about five point four against the cap this year with only a one point three dead hit. So, hmm. how old is he? He's young. Uh, let's see. He was he a first round pick? He must have this. No, this must have been just his. I'm sorry. This must have been just his contract with the Seahawks because he's uh, 29. So, yeah. it. Um, so he must have gotten paid decently. Yeah. Where did he come from then if he was not on Seattle before this? Because they only have his contract data from age 27. Who was the hell son? are you, Marquise? <laughs> this is Bradley McDougal we're talking about. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're... Uh... We're about doing 11, great. About eleven twenty right now. We're doing great. <laughs> Just right, move on. We banked some hours. So, Bobby, uh, I think the guy you were talking about that's going to be the bet the fast riser here is this next guy. So, why don't you introduce him? Well, I don't know about that, but we'll we'll see. Taylor Rapp, safety, 14, 100 tackles, two interceptions, eight pass defense, and played seventy four percent of the snaps. Joshua Kyle Raymer here has. In point A, is there a more surprising finish for a rookie defender than Taylor Rapp? No, there is not a more surprising finish. Nope. No, for any rookie, really. But the Rams also were not planning on using Rapp probably 74% of their snaps. Yeah. With, you know, John Johnson going down early in the season, it was Rapp and Weddle. 
And, uh, you know, Weddle actually had a really good year as well. Um, I don't know. I don't think Rapp's probably a safety 14 again this year. I think he's, I think he's a great buy. If you can, maybe he is. If they don't go out and figure the linebacking core out, then run with Rapp. Run with Rapp for 2020. Uh, Bradley McDougal played for Tampa Bay before coming mm. over to Seattle. Interesting. So, uh, yes, very interesting. Y'all want Rapp? Oh, yeah. For sure. Definitely. Is he better than safety 14 for y'all? Uh, probably about, about where he's at. Hmm. I think he finishes as a safety two. Yeah. Somewhere in that 12 to 24 range. Yep. I think if he stays healthy. And especially if Corey Littleton moves on. He had 100 tackles, dude. That's a lot. That's nice. I just yeah. don't know that that's repeatable as much. I feel like they're going to use they're going to use those guys a lot. They're going to kind of do like the hybrid thing and maybe maybe John Johnson pretty much is a linebacker next year. New defensive coordinator, right? Son of bum sent packing. Who's the new D coordinator out there? Have they hired one yet? They do have a defensive coordinator now, Josh. And yeah, and he's not his 80 uh, years old. Exactly. And his name is uh I'd <laughs> asked me an hour ago, and maybe I'd have known. Yeah, I'll more get, segment to get through. I'll get guys. there. That's right. We will get there. By God. All right. So uh, just laugh through it. Laugh right. through the tears. So one more safety I want to discuss. A little bit of a homer pick here. Kari Willis finished as safety, 54, 71 tackles, zero picks, one pass defense, playing sixty percent of snaps, and. It seems to me that the Colts are going to clear the way for Willis in 2020. Clayton Gather, uh, Gathers is a unrestricted free agent, so it seems very likely that Kari Willis is going to be the starting strong safety for them, and Ballard absolutely loves Kari Willis. He actually put him up on the same level as uh, Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson in terms of impact players on the Colts. Wow. Yeah, I like Willis a lot, and he he can be had, you know, very cheap. Very cheap. People still kind of sleeping on him. Yep. Uh, and did he end the year injured? He did get injured at some point during the year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he didn't he got, have. The he finish. was banged up. Yeah. But he had. I mean, you look at his game log. He had some nice. He had some really nice games in there. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, definitely someone that I'm targeting. He's just. You guys, I think, asked me earlier when we were first talking about Kari. He's just a playmaker. He just yeah. seemed like as I was watching Colts game this year, this year he was always around the ball, and um, he's just a guy I think that is you're going to see uh, some big play potential from him uh, with that kind of nose for where the ball is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he played looks like 14 games last year. Hey guys, I put my money where my mouth is too. All right, I took him at 26.6. 26. Mm. 26. Who else? What other defenders went in that round? All right. Can you give so, us uh, some context here? Um, Josh Sweat, Alexander Johnson, A.J. Johnson. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's a nice pick. Um, Nick Kwiatkowski, mm. Anthony Bethea, Jelani Tavai. Mm. Okay. That's deep. Um. Yeah, that was that round. All right, nice. So that gives you a little bit of context of where people are valuing Kari Willis in relation to other players right now. That, so he was probably like safety 36, I'd say. Wow. wow. That's deep. And you think that he has the potential to finish higher than yeah. 
basically back end of the safety three range. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I would project him right now as a top 24 guy Yep. if he stays healthy and plays all 16 games. Mm. So go buy Kari Willis. Mm. Anybody else on this list that you want to talk about? You probably Bravo? have to buy Kari Willis. You can probably go, go to your waiver wire and do a search. Yeah, if you have like a free agent auction like we do in RSO, you can probably scoop him up pretty yep. cheap. Did I see on the dock about um, Okariki? O- Okariki was on there. I took him out. There were a couple Colts players in there for Connor to talk about originally. So that's my subtle question. Uh, is Okariki going to take uh, Walker's job this year? Could be. I think that's why they drafted him. So not a guy I'm looking to acquire right now just because Walker played well. I think he was like linebacker 26 mm-hmm. in RSO. So I think Okariki may be a year or two away. But he was solid. He had he some was. solid games. Yeah. Yes. So. Absolutely. What did Darius uh, finish as LB what last year? LB five, maybe? Was yeah, he? He was insane. He was insane, Gosh. bro. Once he came back from the concussions, because he missed, I believe, I, three games. I was going to say, that's unbelievable. He is, uh, man, it's a tough call between uh, him and Hunter. Mm-hmm. With who you choose first. I go Hunter just because I think DNs are more valuable as a position, but, but man, Leonard is so rare too. He is just someone that can get like 160 tackles, but also get like seven to eight sacks. He was He's on. He was on the field in Indy uh, yep. at the combine, which was Looks pretty good. cool. He's a so, big. Dude. I don't even know. Lauren has him in the XFFL. I don't even know what you'd have to pay right now. Two first, at least. Yep. At least. So sorry, sorry, Le- Leonard. Not going to be happening this year. Yeah. Bobby's Bobby and Sam are the only well, two that can trade for and you. When I say two first, that's not like you're not going to be able to throw a twenty twenty two in. We're talking, yeah, a, a, maybe a late twenty twenty first and a twenty twenty one first. But you're not getting two twenty twenty first for any IDP. Yeah. Sorry. That's a lot. I mean, I gave. Two seconds and a 2021 first for Devin Bush. I think, unless you're Bobby and you have. I'm sorry, Devin White. Unless you have eight first. But I think you should also say we wouldn't because I see a lot of trades on Twitter to where I'm like, why would anybody, you know, those yeah. polls or whatever people ask? I think, I think there's a lot of bad, a lot of bad trades happening. That's right. We got to advise the people. Hey, maybe don't do these trades. Yeah. yeah. We're uh, we're we got stuff out there that'll help you with that stuff, guys. For sure, that's right. So we're gonna take a quick break here and come back with some interesting takeaways from the uh, DB consistency charts over at Big3IDP.com. Uh, don't go anywhere. Seven day break. If you like Big Three IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts uh, and. I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you, idpguys.org. All right, if there's one thing that you know about the Big Three IDP podcast, it's that Adam likes to sneak secret moans into every episode. If there's a second thing that you know about the Big Three IDP podcast, it's that we love reality sports online. It is the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. If you've ever wanted to be a GM, this is the fantasy platform to do it. But the question is, 
Have you tried it? If not, it's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Free agency? Multi-year contracts? A rookie draft? Multi-team trades? Franchise tags? Contract extensions? First-round rookie options? Automated contract and salary cap functionality? And much, much more. Take a deep breath, Adam. It's okay. (sighs) Think it sounds complicated? It's not! The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Prove it! Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agent auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code BIG3IDP to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. All right, gentlemen, it is time for the conclusion of the series that everyone has been talking about. The Reality Check series. We're wrapping up tonight with DB's Part 3. Part 3. The trilogy will be complete tonight. Reality Check. Adams is shock jock. He turned his hat backwards, so he is uh, full shock jock mode right now. That's right. Time to get a reality check, baby. Adam, why don't you tell us about this series? What's this all about? (laughs) Josh, that's a mistake. (laughs) You know. Checking reality. I'm I'm here for the laughs and the yuck yucks. Yeah, Josh. Come on now. (laughs) You know it's all about getting real and getting down to business and getting down to the facts. (laughs) Help. Bobby, what does the reality check series mean to you? It it means the world, Josh. It means the world. (laughs) I mean, what is it actually? What are we doing here, Bobby? What are any of us really doing here? That's so funny. I, I always ask my son. I'm like, uh, I love to know the questions you ask your son. <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, Silas, what are you doing? Uh, and he's like, I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go in his room like, hey, what are you doing, man? I'm doing good. That's his, that's his go-to. That's, that's awesome. great. Yeah. Get out of here, Just Dad. That. He's got the office talk down already. Just whatever question you ask, I'm doing yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Cy. Yeah, I love it. All right. So reality check. We're looking at cornerbacks and safeties. And uh, gentlemen, we're going to be hitting some of the same kind of notes here that we talked about on previous episodes, starting with uh, the most boom game. So we're just looking at some of the highlights. You can check the charts out. Big3IDP.com. But uh, no surprise, we've talked about this guy multiple times. He was the DB1 in our sleeper league that we did. Most boom games, Logan Ryan with five. Wow. Absolute stud this year for IDP purposes. What's he look like next year? Well, you have to assume he's probably on a new team. Uh, so I don't like him as much. I definitely think this was probably his apex in terms of IDP value. But I feel like when you see tackle numbers that high for a corner, that's part of their game almost. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a guy that I feel like, I mean, maybe he was getting targeted a lot or maybe he just has a nose for the ball, mm-hmm. you know, probably somewhere in between. Um, but he's probably still a strong, you know, number one option for cornerback, I would think. 
Today he said he might be willing to seriously consider the Miami Dolphins if they make a serious attempt to sign him in free agency. Well, they have a lot of money, so <laughs> I, I think that means I will take. I bet you would, uh, Logan. Like you know, twelve million a year or whatever you want to give me. I like how he just say like, I'd seriously consider like like almost like he's not joking. Like, yeah. listen, guys, I'm being serious here. I seriously would if they. They came offering. Yeah, like he's talking about like an XFL team, you know, like yeah. like you're talking about the Houston Roughnecks or something. Yeah, it's like it's like the uh, it's like the reporters are like looking at him like, come on, get out of here. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't go to those little old dolphins, would you? Seriously, guys, yes, I would. <laughs> For forty million a year, I would think about it. Yeah, oh, man. I wouldn't want to sign Logan Ryan. What an insane year, though. Seventy three tackles, four tackles for loss, forty assists, eighteen pass defense. Four sacks and four interceptions. Yeah, that's wild. 244 points scored in RSO. The second best, Marlon Humphrey, 188 points. Wow. Just a cheat code and wasn't even a punt returner. You know, it's not like he was getting kick return yards. Nope. Unbelievable. Do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Love that. Respect. Uh Absolutely. One so, love. From, hey, and also Logan and Ryan's. It's two restaurants. <laughs> uh, closing down, actually. Logan's Roadhouse closing down here. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm, hadn't been there in years. I know. I was going to say, not a place I'm frequenting, but uh, sad for the people who work yeah. there. I just don't care for the floors. You know, peanuts all over the floor. You don't like that? I love that. I'm not a fan. I'm a big fan of that. Feels like you're walking through the mulch. Yeah. I mean, I don't like walking the way it makes the mulch. <laughs> I don't like the way it makes your feet feel, uh, makes them feel slippery and stuff oh know? yeah but uh i i respect i love i love that just that <laughs> mindset you get in when you can just get to you know cracking those peanuts and just throwing them on the floor <laughs> except for where the else fact- in you in anywhere in the world or in your life are you doing this like why was you like what will set us apart we do if you do house. something you do nowhere else <laughs> it yeah. is weird though there's some restaurants there's like a few restaurants to do that yeah. you know those steakhouses for some reason it's like i don't want steaks and peanuts yeah it's like uh, we're gonna Let's throw the peanuts on the floor here. <laughs> you know, like Five Guys has the little like tiny paper tray for you to put your peanut shells in. So when I they go, have peanuts at Five Guys, they do. Yes. Oh like, wow. While you're waiting for your burger, since they cook it fresh for you there, huh? I when, know that. When I go to Logan's, though, I just spit my dip on the floor. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, who cares? They're cleaning it up probably every hour anyway. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe that's why they closed. So a couple of names here. Addy, I know you won't be surprised uh, by one of the guys here. Maybe by the second one. The second most boom games, Eric Reed and Von Bell both had four. Wow. So nice seasons there for Eric and Von. Yeah, Von was great this year. He's also a free agent, I believe. So he could be moving, uh, moving places. Yeah, Von Bell. Yeah. Yep. Eric Reed, we know, is there. He signed that nice contract. That's interesting. Panthers. Those are two of the. Those are my first two safeties that I drafted. Mm. There so. you go. You weird. got some nice boom games. Very weird. So we like to flip from most boom to most bust, and both of the guys at the top of the list here were cornerbacks, and uh, Jair Alexander and Marcus Peters both had six bust games, playing at least ninety five percent of snaps. The DB snap counts were insane. Like D-line was very depressed in terms of like, I think the most was Daniil Hunter playing like 80 something percent of snaps. The vast majority of DBs played 90% or more. Yeah. So these two guys, now the safeties that both had fives, they were just a step down from Alexander and Peters was Devin McCourty and Honey Badger. Both had five bus games. Hmm. And again, that's fewer than five points. 
So two uh, boom bust guys right there. Marcus is very, you know, interception for a touchdown return. You know, he's that type of guy. Yeah. Big play. He actually played really well this year. He had a lot of those. I don't know how many touchdowns he had this year, but he had quite a few. He was a, uh, I mean, he was the uh, CB five. He was the number RSA. one IDP guy for the Ravens. Seems like when they uh, made that trade, I mean that uh, that really helped their defense. Yep. So um, the again, we like to get an, a, a sort of a snapshot here of uh, what guys finished in that. DB1 range, DB2, DB3, just to see if it matches up with our experience of these players um, throughout the season. So uh, no surprise if you had this guy, you were very, I think, pleased overall on the season. The most DB1 games, Landon Collins Hmm. had eight games. This was, again, the scoring 12 and a half to 20 points. So more than Actually, right at half the season, Landon Collins was giving you a DB1 performance. And I think you felt that if you had Collins this year. I believe every bit of that. With Washington's situation this year and the the lack of really a linebacking presence there, Collins had to be that for them. So, yeah, that was awesome. And I think he's going to be fine for this year. I, I think he's a fine hold. I mean, if somebody comes offering something stupid, I'd probably sell him. But, you know, with their linebacker situation right now, I think uh, Collins will be great. So, uh Addy, any thoughts there on Landon Collins? We talked a lot about him. He's probably the one piece in Washington that is uh, at least non-defensive line that is most valuable. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's he's gonna continue. he's been great. Yep, he'll be elite for another you know five six years. Absolutely, love him. So most DB two games, and this just made sense to me when I saw this name, Antoine Bethea. Mm-hmm. Ten DB two games. If I'm thinking about who is a guy I can plug in. To go along with the Landon Collins, Antoine Bethay absolutely comes to mind. It just seems like that fits yeah. him. Somebody go get me eight points, 12 yep. points a game, and that's him. Yep. yep. Man, so, he's getting up there in years. He oh, is. Yeah. He is getting very old. A wily vet. I actually asked him one time because I had heard his name pronounced both ways, Bethea and Bethay. You asked him? So I saw him at training camp when he played for the Colts, and I was like, man, just pronounce your last name for me. And this this uh, jackhole was like, man, come on, you know it's Bethay. And I was like, I've literally heard it pronounced both ways. That's why I'm asking the dude. It, this was a fan that said this. Mm. Bethay was very nice. He was like, yeah, man, it's Bethay. I was like, okay, now I know. Yeah. Antoine Bethay. So cause I, I had always heard it pronounced and had pronounced it Antoine Bethay. Yeah. What, no, a, what a jerk fan. I know. I was like, yeah. call me out, bro. Like, yeah. was I asking you? Now you know. What you do know you, in your heart of hearts. What do you much? What do he look like? How exactly tall? like what you think he would look like. like was he five five ten? Yeah. Five, nine? Yep. Can you describe his face? Sunglasses for me? on the back of his head, cargo shorts, flip flops, wearing a jersey that was about five years old. If we went to training camp this year, could you point him out? Absolutely. Great. Never forgotten his face. Hey, speaking of the <laughs> coldest Colts, person I ever murdered. Are you buying Mo Alley right now? With uh, um, Eric Ebron, maybe Mo Alley. Who? Mo Alley. Uh, what's his last name? Mo Alley Cox. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm not going to pay a whole lot, but uh, he'd be an interesting flyer. I think he'd be great. Especially, let's see what the QB situation is. Okay. So most DB three games. Just ignore Adam's tongue <laughs> flicking over in the background. Uh, Ricardo Allen and Carlton Davis both had seven DB3 games. <laughs> so uh, you feel that. I would uh, 
expect both of those guys to come in in that DB3 range. Again, that's about five to eight points. So nice little bye week fill-in, but not a guy that you're necessarily excited to have in your lineup. Very meh. So any any thoughts That's on Ricardo there. Allen or Carlton Very Davis, fellas? Man. I'm looking for Buddha, and I don't see him on here, Josh. <laughs> Buddha was great. Buddha was awesome. Uh, These are just some interesting players of note here. I'd like to see more Buddha on here, and I don't see any. So only uh, our snap percentages on these charts, again, only snaps and games in which they appeared. So only two DBs played 100% of snaps in games in which they appeared. Landon Collins, and strangely enough, Gerard Wilson. Hmm. Gerard Wilson, yeah, low-key, okay. Low-key did all right. Yeah. So as we talked about, DBs played a much higher snap percentage than any other position group. Only 10 of the top 50 played below 90% of snaps, and only two played below 70%, Mike Hilton and Desmond King. Hmm. Desmond King, obviously, we know, got some points off of Mm -hmm. return work. Sure. Mike Hilton, I guess, just was the one outlier of uh, sneaking in there on 70% of snaps or fewer. Mike Hilton, he's always been a, a, a good ball player, man. He, mm-hmm. He's always stuffing the stat sheet. King returned a lot this year. You're right, Joshy. So a funny list here. I always like to look at who were guys that played a lot, had plenty of opportunity, but crapped your team quite often. So the three guys played more than 90% of snaps and finished with a DB3 or bust game. Ten times. James mm. Bradbury, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and the defensive player of the year, Stefan Gilmore. Mm. So if you were starting mm. these guys all but three games throughout the season, they were crapping your team. James Bradbury, not super surprising. Cornerbacks are very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. But Ha Ha Clinton Dix, I was very surprised to see his name on this list. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, a lot of these guys are corners, mm-hmm. and I'm just uh, again we we're we're that's something we're working on. We're gonna work on getting better at the corners mm-hmm. and uh, having a better you know handle on a lot of these guys, and maybe starting to include more of them in our rankings because mm-hmm. we don't. Mm-hmm. But Maybe also, just like stream them. But also, you know, in this startup that I'm with, all these dudes in, and we'll see it in the one that we're in. Um, no one's taking corners. Mm-hmm. No one. Like even Logan Ryan, like the mm-hmm. the number one overall deep uh, defensive back last year, he was still drafted late, like like round fifteen, like which would have been like twenty, you know, twentieth, twenty fourth, you know, safety on the list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're still they're still being faded. There's no one knows how to project these guys year to year. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, I mean you can you can target these guys, but it's just. Good luck. They're not they're not consistent, you know. It's sad when you don't want a Stefan Gilmore on your team. I know, right? Yeah. James Bradbury gonna make a lot of money in free agency. Mm-hmm. You just can't trust these guys year to year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they yeah. have good years and then they have down years. Mm-hmm. It's just these cornerbacks, cornerbacks are the worst. They're very, very inconsistent. And there's a lot of safeties that you can put into that same category. Sure. So there were, I always like to look and see which teams are kind of like a desert for a particular position group. Five teams did not have a top 50 DB. My beloved Colts, the Browns, the Cowboys, the Texans, and the 49ers. Any of those five teams surprise you all? Um, Somebody that you thought would have, um, a team that you would have thought would have had a top 50 DB? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I would have. 
I would have thought that the uh, the Texans would have with with Reed. Yeah, I can't believe Justin Reed finished outside. Jaquiski sucked this year. Yep. So that makes sense. Yep. And keep in mind too, you may be thinking like, okay, Kari Willis. We talked about him with safety. I think forty six, but this is with cornerbacks folded yeah, in. Yeah. Right. So that bumps a lot of those yeah. safety on the fringe guys out of the top fifty. Hmm. It's true. So. Um, Again, there the were reason, a good amount of cornerbacks. There were. There mm. were a very good amount. Uh, I would say probably 15 or 20 of the top 50 were cornerbacks. Yeah. Surprised uh, Xavier Woods wasn't in there for Dallas. He was fine. He missed some time, I think. Yeah. So we right. bring these teams up. Pay attention because if they land the big free agent, they draft a highly touted rookie. Uh, you could see them be immediately valuable because they're at least from what we're seeing right here, there's not competition or there were injuries at play. So teams may be looking to upgrade on these guys that were injured. So no surprise here as well. The team with the most DBs in the top 50, the Steelers had four Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Joe Hayden, and Mike Hilton. Makes sense. Yeah. That was a good defense. Yeah. If they, they had just had competent quarterback play. That team is in the playoffs. That's going to be a really good division. You know, that's going to be a good division for a long time. A lot of good young quarterbacks now. You're going to have Mayfield, Lamar, um, and and Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Big Ben's, his time's running out. But, sure. you know, you figure that they'll, they're one of those teams that's kind of always in the mix. They'll figure it out. That's a good point, too. It might be time for Pittsburgh to uh, look to the future. Stop. Oh, I'm it's I'm sure they probably want to, but it's one of those deals where it's like if Ben wants to come back, why not? He's gonna you let, know. let him sling it. Yep. Let him get that big old beard out there looking like a lumberjack. Yeah. 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 He looks like he's been enjoying his time off. What's mm-hmm. that body fat percentage over <laughs> under? Are we thinking like twenty seven and a half percent over yeah, under? At least. Yeah, what do we expect for him, by the way? I mean, do we expect I mean everyone just is penciling him back in as like a top twelve quarterback. Right. It's I like know. I don't know. I when think, quarterbacks fall off, they fall off very quickly. Yep. I think the only upside with him is that he's probably going to have some competent running backs, and then he's got some of the best wide receivers I think he's ever had, maybe. That's true. They're deep. You They're know? definitely deep. Juju, James Washington, Deontay Johnson. Uh, who else is there? Those are the three big ones, I guess. Yeah, of note. I don't really know if there's anybody worth owning, I guess. But you're right, saying. a nice stable of backs. Yeah, I mean, he's got some talent. Yeah. So um, everyone in the top 50 had at least one DB1 game, except James Bradbury, who did have two boom games, but no DB1 games. Mm. We always like to look at number of games played. 32 of the top 52 of the top 50 DBs played in all 16 games. So 32 of the top 50, nine played in 15 games and nine played between 11 and 14. Nobody in the top 50 played fewer than 11 games. Hmm. So this one was, we had with D-line and linebacker, we had a little more forgiving threshold as far as like there were some guys that played 10 games that snuck in there, but it was a little more cutthroat with the DBs. You had to be playing at least 11 games to have a chance at the top 50. So not a surprise with as many snaps as these guys play. If you Mm -hmm. miss some games, man, you're like, you're missing a lot of, you know, a lot of potential for scoring there. Yep. So any big takeaways from the uh, from the DB consistency charts as we wrap up here? Uh, Markham, you will be happy to know your baby Buddha did have nine 
Boom Games and DB1 Games combined. Mm. Yep. His same as Landon Collins, but he had more. He actually, uh, Buddha had more Boom Games. So the same number combined. But they go. both had nine. I think that was the most Let's as go. far as combined. Oh, Logan Ryan had nine. Buddha's. Uh, um, those three. Yeah, those three were the most. Buddha's someone that I'd. He's probably a pretty good sell if you, but you love him too much though. Yeah. You can't sell your own son. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not selling him. Who's your, uh, who's your top five DBs going into this year? Um, no order. Derwin, Jamal, Landon Collins, Buda Baker. Don't you put Tracy in there. Don't you do it. He's going to do it. Watch. Tracy Walker, baby. So, Joshy, Tracy's yeah, arrived. I don't. I don't think I would argue with that. I really don't. You can put John Johnson in there. I was thinking about John Johnson. I was thinking about um, Abrams. I think he could take a nice step. Mm-hmm. Um, about Justin Simmons? Oh, Eric Reed probably belongs. Who's the Justin Simmons? Who's the DB one? Um, is Jamal or Derwin until proven otherwise? Uh, Jamal, I think. Just because Jamal, I think, is, has better chance at sacks. Yeah, that's, that stuff's important to him. Yeah. Getting yeah. those sacks. He wants to be... No, they want him to be a Jet for life. I think we yeah. talked about that in the last episode. Jamal doesn't necessarily want to be a Jet for life. He hasn't said that. Yeah. But they they want him to be a jet for life. I think the uh, the new GM Joe Douglas said that. Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, if I had Jamal Adams, I'd want him to be on my team for life yes. as well. Like mm-hmm. Jamal, how much money do you yeah. want? Okay, here you go. Here's yeah. this yeah. check for that and amount wh- of money. Why does that stuff? That stuff should means nothing. I don't know why any dude would ever buy into some a team telling you that. It's yeah. like every team would yeah. feel the same way. Jamal, <laughs> Jamal, we've told you this. You don't have to sign the contract, Jamal. Get out of there, Jamal. Run. <laughs> all right thanks for sticking with us guys hope you enjoyed this episode again be sure to check out the website big3idp.com to see all of these charts as you start getting into some of your drafts you can see how these guys performed uh did they crap your team consistently were they boom bust hope you all have enjoyed this series be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram check out the website to get the link for the funko pop giveaway Boys, we am I forgetting the, anything? Uh, yeah, the stuff with the IDP, IDP That's guys. That's right. The Draft mm-hmm. Mag pre-orders have begun. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, check out their website and Twitter account for the uh, pre-order information. Big tinks. That's right. Thank you, Addy. And uh, I'm going to go feed a screaming, crying baby right now. So we will see you guys next week. Don't miss it. We will be back on Tuesday with the one and only Mike Waller looking at rookies and free agents. It's going to be a lot of fun, boys. Can't wait. We'll see y'all next week. Woo! Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP.